Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailed Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, with Matt. Hey, what's up, people? Also, look who's back. Connor's back. Back again. Back I'm again. Back. <laughs> Matt, Matt got what I was doing there. <laughs> I, I got it. I just refused to go along. Why? Be a team player. Be a team player, Connor. See, I would if it was Matt's joke, but it was yours, so... Hmm. Anyway, we talk about DC Comics on this show, and coming up this week on the show, we will be talking about Batman the Merciless number one, which is the next Metal one shot. We'll also be talking about the Flash number 33, which is the first part of the next Metal crossover uh, called Bat Set of Hell. That was, that's a four issue crossover that starts with that issue. Uh, we also have Detective Comics 967, the next part in A Lonely Place in Living. Action Comics 990, the next part in The Oz Effect. I knew it was an important story, I just tried to remember it. Yeah. Uh, plus Wonder Woman 33, Batgirl 16, Teen Titans 13, Nightwing the New Order number 3. Matt will talk about some of DC's House of Horror yeah. number 1 one-shot. Uh, yeah, I pulled out Losing Straw. Yeah, more on that later. And, of course, uh, Connor has this month's Red Hood still to do. It's the last last show of the month, so Connor will be talking about Red Hood and the Outlaws number 11 at the end of the show. It- it was due, so I guess I had to. <laughs> I guess I had to. I mean, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so that's that's what's happening. It sounds like someone has to pay their taxes. I, I know mean, it, it really does. Uh, I really don't want to, but I have to. Like, can I can I go to the dentist instead? See, the thing is, I don't mind paying my taxes because it's like okay, I get I get what taxes are for. <laughs> There's a benefit to that. Reading Red Hood just. It's just, it's just a I chill. Feel... Oh man, I need more people like you in the world there, Connor. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. I don't. <laughs> Come on now. Also, before we get into uh, the actual stuff, a couple of bits of news. One thing, last I missed this last week. We talked about solicits last week, Matt, and I forgot to talk about probably the most interesting thing in the entire solicits. Which Way was, to go. Which we have the first official cancellation of a DC book. Yeah. Uh, last week, which is a Superwoman, which is going to end with issue 18. I, we completely forgot to talk about it. Uh, and we should, we should talk about that, because this is the first time it's happened. This is quite notable. Uh, first time it's happened since Rebirth, mm-hmm. not ever, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we kind of knew it was coming. It had been heavily rumoured. Um, it's a lot disappointing because it was starting to get, you know, enjoyable. Maybe not the best book ever, but right. like uh, I was enjoying the, the the last few issues I've read of it. Um, obviously, we've not been covering that on week two as anymore, just for time reasons. I think when the final issue comes out, I probably will take a little bit of time yeah. to talk about it, just because it's ending and just sort of mm-hmm. sort of wrap it up uh, when that hits. But uh, yeah, so it's a shame, but not unexpected, and it had to happen at some point. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's it's one of those that had. A creative team change quite early on, the and the, the premise of the book kind of swapped w- with its direction there, so mm. I'm not too surprised. I didn't really know what to do with it beyond yeah. the initial gimmick. It feels I, like I well, do well, hope. I just hope Lana and Co uh, end up maybe in Action Comics regularly or yeah. somewhere else because yeah. I I do like the character and I want her to stick around. Yeah, that's true. We got uh, we got a team change on Blue Beetle as well, right? Uh, we did, yeah, which is that actually, funnily enough, the other book that was on the chopping block. Yeah, but, which is what, that's why I'm like, I love them to say, it feels like what they did with Superwoman was like, well, we don't want to end it yet, we'll give it another try with someone else. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're doing the same thing with Blue Beetle, going, hey, okay, we'll give someone else a shot, see if they can give it, and then, you know, maybe give them eight, ten issues, whatever, and then yeah. if it's not working and out it's, still. 
and it's worth mentioning that remember the tweet we talked about this when it happened, but like a month or so ago, uh, uh, Jean Ling Yang for New Superman he tweeted out that yep. issue eighteen was meant to be the final issue of that series, and now it's not. Uh, so it seems like at least in that case it's a positive news, but they recognised oh there's there's e- even if it's not about comic sales, maybe it's not you know selling like hotcakes. Uh, fr- from an editorial point of view, from a cre- creative point of view, they want that to keep going because it, it gives a you know it's a, it's a niche that maybe has not been filled elsewhere. I'd, and... I'd also say it might be that the trade sales have done better than expected, yeah, given that yep. the timing it feels like oh, okay. And so I think a lot of word of mouth better. as well yeah. when it comes to that book versus. I don't hear too many people talking about Superwoman or even Blue Beetle. No, so... I, I have to go back to to my shop when you know when number one of that book came out. They mm-hmm. intentionally overordered because they were like, "No, this is going to be a big thing," and yeah. you know people are going to want to read this at some point. So they made sure they'd all like have enough to last like a year when people come back in from work. Yeah, um, and to be fair, like if you told me you have to axe either Superwoman or New Superman, I would have picked Superwoman to be axed because New Superman yeah. is the better book. But it was, was kind of shaky after that initial, and I want to say first three issues, it was kind of shaky for me up until the writer change. And then I started enjoying it again, uh, but again for time, you know, I just I haven't had time to read it. So, yeah. but like Pete said, I hope they can find somewhere to fit them in because I like the idea of a super family. This is for the first time I've really felt like there's been one. Yeah, you know? I think action can maybe become that kind of like how Detective is for Batman, where yeah. all all those characters get to a chance to share a book together, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. I think that'd be cool. So. Um, yeah, and then the other thing, this is actually uh, some movie-related news, but it's too big to ignore this week, uh, is that we have a Shazam, apparently. Uh, Captain Marvel has been cast. Uh, Zachary Levi. Mm. Check himself. Yeah, it's funny, I never considered him, but I'm actually really happy just because I like him a lot. I'm a big fan of Chuck. And I'm happy that yep. he gets to get a, a, a lead role in a big movie. I'm actually happy for that yep. reason more than I am anything else. And and he's a genuine fan of, of comics and like the nerd culture as well. Mm. He does stuff every year down at Comic-Con. I forget what the name of it. He has like a uh, yeah. company. Yeah, he does. It, it's... Um... Yeah. I can't remember that. And they do really great panels every year. Like, yeah, I've seen some. Uh, yeah, I've seen some of them. They always uh, have the videos up online. You can watch them. He always mm-hmm. hosts them. Uh, it should be called a nerd herd, but it, it won't be. But it should be. Oh, yeah. I think I think it was like nerd something, right? Nerd yeah. HQ. Nerd HQ. I think it's nerd HQ. Uh, 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 there you guys. Teamwork makes the dream work. Uh, <laughs> so I, so I tell the kids it's cool. <laughs> I get the same reaction that I got from you guys. <laughs> Uh, that that means it's you. It's not them, Matt. It's you. Yes, I know. So I say consistency. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I I definitely think that they're going with this version of Shazam. It's the kid in the adult body. I don't think they're gonna oh, do yeah. the, you know, the, the 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 swap. Like Billy goes into the pocket dimension and. Marvel comes out and they're two distinct people. I think that that's uh, why you cast someone who's good with comedy because you want it to yep. be the kid uh, in the guy's yeah. body. Mm-hmm. That's why you do that. Uh, yeah. They should get someone from Stranger Things actually to be the kid. Get one of them. Get get, get a little uh, Wolf Hard or whatever his name is. Can tell what you're watching right now, can't you? Yeah. Hey, hey, it's the hip happening thing this weekend. All right, everyone's watching Stranger Things. Much, much more. You say into... that, but I, 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 I'm enjoying Mario more. Yeah. Ah, well. Suck at your Nintendo. <laughs> uh, that was reference. awful. <laughs> that was good. That was. I was. I was. Uh, for anyone who doesn't get that reference, that is what the Sega ads used to say 
at the end yeah. of their ads back in the nineties was Sega does what Nintendo don't, and it stuck with me. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys sidetracked. Oh no, I, I prefer Dustin uh, from Stranger Things. Oh, I, oh yeah, I can see that. Dustin, Dustin's he's, good. He's pretty funny. Uh, he's kind of coming into his own. I, I saw him on like a a talk show, and he's like had a growth spurt. And he's, you know, almost gangly now. And, oh, he's and like stuff, six foot so. tall. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if he's six foot tall, but he's not this little chubby squat kid that he was on season one. So. Yeah, yeah, he's but, getting bigger. You know, or even one of the kids from it. Like, there's so many to pull from, I think, right now. This is like almost the perfect time. For yeah, it's, it, it's kind of funny how for a long time I couldn't have named you one kid actor that I liked. And all of a sudden yeah. now that we've got a couple of things that I've given us like a nice little nice little truckload of them here. Yeah. There's, there's good ones out, out there. Use them. <laughs> Like they all popped out at once. Yeah, they did. So it's a generational thing. But it, it must be. And yeah. the director uh, did uh, what did he do? Annabelle Creation and Lights Out. So yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Off Sandberg, David F. Sandberg. That's his name. Yeah, there you go. So you know, it's it's coming together nice, and I like that the new, you know, don't call it the DCEU, you know, approach. Don't call it a comeback. Been, yeah. I just I feel like John's finally has his hooks in and is like, look, we're gonna do this. Wow, we should have done it. You know, we can cross over if we must, but we're let's not do what Marvel does. Let's not chase that. Let's do our own thing. And uh, I think Shazam's gonna be that that beacon. Yeah, I think Shazam will be fairly standalone. Obviously, it might pop yeah. up in other things, but I feel like <laughs> that movie's going to be its own thing. Uh, yeah, because I know hours. Aquaman's coming out first, but with. You know, him being so tied into this Justice League movie. How insane is it we're getting Shazam and Aquaman before Flash and Green Lantern? How, how is insane is that? that is my, do you know what else it's like? I saw this uh, Justice League is tracking to open to less than Suicide Squad. That just shows you how much goodwill they've squandered. Well, well that, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what always comes up. It's like, whenever they, they do something really crummy, it's the same with video games whenever they do something really shitty. It is that... You do something really bad, right? But it's, they still do really well for that that thing that you're promoting right now. When you notice it is when you do the following thing, and people yeah. have sort of you know they don't come back for the next one because they've already yeah, felt squandered on it. When the business is is good, you can do no wrong. When the business is bad, you can do no right. And it's this idea that it just kind of it lingers and it just stays and stays and it's like until you really break out of it and go into the next cycle. That's it. No matter what you do, really. Yeah. So, yeah, well, but, yeah we'll see. Yeah, I just wanted to say too, like Gal Gadot recently came out this week, and there's that whole line in Batman vs Superman that she's given up on mankind, but the end of uh, Wonder Woman. I saw this. Yeah, completely different, and she's like, "Yeah, we changed it. It's just more in line with who Wonder Woman really is as a character," which I felt was a backhanded thing at, at Snyder, kind of like this guy didn't know the characters as well as he thought he did. And now we're we're fixing this. And <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, we, 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 we this was better. Yeah, she basically yeah, admitted exactly. it, was, it was a poor choice creatively to to yep. to make that call. So so, um, so when you have one of your your prime stars of, of this that, that's coming out and saying these things openly, you feel like a new door has been so, opened. Since we're on the subject of the movies, I mean, we may as well bring up the uh, the runtime of Justice League, which we've. We've heard about, which is uh, I, I, don't I, have it to, guys. I, I don't have I it. Backflips. I don't have it to the minute. It's like a, it's like an hour fifty-seven or something. Like that. So it's two hours, right? It's, it's a two-hour movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And there's people online actually, like, what, it's only two hours? No! Like, give me three hours, give no, me No, no, I, I get it, though, because it's like there's so much that's got to be done to make this work that I feel that you, that you kind of go, okay, how are they well, going to do this, this in two hours? This is what happens when you take shortcuts, though, is it ends up with a mess like this. And they took shortcuts, they tried to make Batman vs. Superman be that, and it wasn't. And, and yeah, no, it was supposed to be two movies, and I guess the original runtime for for part one was still up there, like two hours forty five. Uh, so the fact that they've consolidated two movies worth of stuff to two hours, it makes me wonder, you know. But at the same time, I trust Whedon. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of glad because it's gonna go. Okay, it's gonna move quick. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, but how? Why? Like, surely it's gonna feel like there's gonna be something missing. Yep. Maybe I, I I think that's maybe jumping the gun a little bit in terms of critiquing it because I feel like I'd much rather have a tighter two-hour movie that doesn't mess around and just meander like Batman v Superman did. I mean, and I, I, I was going to be wrong. I get the argument that there's so many characters and stuff, but it's like you know what? Maybe we just don't have to set a lot of them up. Maybe they'll just be there, and that's kind yeah, of yeah. Well, I, I feel like they really the only one you need to set up right now with the public consciousness is Cyborg. Because people have a cursory knowledge of Flash now with the show being what it is. Like, I see more Flash shirts now. Out Flash in runs public. fast. No one needs to know any more than that. Well, yeah. And <laughs> that I mean, that's enough to get you by for a movie. Yeah, I, yeah. But I feel like in a lot of the TV spots that I've seen or the trailers I've been forced to watch at the theater, uh, that they're giving us a pretty good example of who these characters are early on. Like, I feel like, like Aquaman's like the big macho guy and that's what we're getting and then flash is the the quippy runs fast guy and we already have one woman batman like we're familiar with those two enough so yeah i don't know um <laughs> that um, movie man yeah i will say we uh, had the first bit of the music this week and i hate it <laughs> i just don't like it i, I would <laughs> play say, the sad trombone yeah i would well there was two tracks that went online from the score uh, the main one I think is fine, but not particularly great. It's just, it's okay. It's, it's serviceable. I don't like it particularly, it's but it's fine. It's uh, not. It's Elfman doing Elfman with some drums in to cover it, so he sounds like Zimmer, so it sounds consistent, but it doesn't bom, at all. Bom, bom, the the second track right? was way more Elfman to me, and I didn't like that one that much. Especially since I don't know if you heard this, but it actually has the Superman nope. theme in it, and it right. sounds really out of place. It's this demented version of it to make it fit with what's well, going also, on. Also, in, in, in that piece, <laughs> he's using, his, is, so he's using his old Batman theme. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, I like that piece of music. I like it so in context right. with that movie. Yeah. It's not going to work for this Batman. What's, what's going on? Well, that, that's the thing. Burton's Batman is very operatic. Like, it borrowed from, from that, and that's why he has this big bombastic. And I love it. It fits with the animated series, like, perfectly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with this Batman, I just... Which is more... It, it should be more Zimmer than Elfman, and it's so weird. Like, this is the choice. That's maybe a controversial statement, <laughs> but Shirley Walker's Batman music from the animated series is much better than Elfman's. Fight me on it. That's fine. But, but I, like I mean, that. they used, yeah, but, I mean, they used the Elfman template, like, you know. Yeah, it's still in the style of Elfman's yeah. pieces. It's, you know, so it doesn't contrast with them. They still sound like, you know, they work together, whereas. I'll, I'll still just say that Danny Elfman's best can, contributions are from Oingo Boingo. Uh, no, no, his best party. contribution is the Simpsons theme tune. <sighs> Maybe. I like Dead Man's Party a little bit more than The Simpsons. M- maybe Nightmare Before Christmas. That's pretty good, to be fair. 
This is the thing. Mm. I think his I think his stuff works really well in context of you know that operatic gothic stuff that like, you Tim know, Burton shit. Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think his music works excellently with that, but outside of that, not not so much. Yeah, I'm I'm not an Elfman Elfman fan. Uh, I I could have picked just about any other composer instead of him, and I'd have felt better about it. <laughs> but. I have a very poor choice joke about a composer that passed that I would take, but I'm not going to make it. What sort of dark joke would you want to make about a dead composer? I'll say it. I, I would prefer the music that, you know, was it who, who recently just died? That's why I didn't make it, because I couldn't figure out which one just died. So they all blend together to me. Was it... I don't know. I don't, think, I, I, I don't know. What, did any composer just die? Not just die, but it, it's been with the last like six months. Who? Let's just move on. I'm say I, I prefer their score right now to what you guys are saying about Elfman's. What silence? Justice League. <laughs> Never mind. Joe, sure, that is a big problem with Elfman. He doesn't know yeah. how to do silence. It, no. it, there's so much music is, in every Joe, movie. Joe the Fifth I'm not a composer. I can do the silence. I know how to do silence. It's easy. You just don't do anything. <laughs> I know, but he I can't decide. I'm like Danny Elfman. I don't get it. I need it. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so to sum up, we have a two-hour runtime for Justice League. Uh, Whedon's been taking the scissors to it, and obviously reshot like a lot of it as well. So hopefully, we end up with some sort of workable concoction. Even though it'll probably this is, be this is going to be a hell of a Frankenstein, isn't it? it? It'll be. Yep. It'll either be a fascinating failure, or it'll be amazing if it ends up being. I can't ever see it being amazing, but I can see it being like a, yeah. like enjoyable, but rough. If, if I come out of this and saying this was a good movie, if I, if I can give it a seven out of ten, right? Then they've worked miracles. It, I just always put it this way: it, it nothing will ever be as bad as Trank's Fantastic War. So, like that's that's the low low line. Like uh, that's. I mean, if we're just talking superhero movies, sure, but you didn't see the Bye Bye Man this year, Matt. So don't. <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only, I'm comparing it within the genre. Okay, you know, I, I think that is one of the one of, if not the worst superhero movie ever, because it just it doesn't have all the that acts. You know, like there's ones in the '90s that are worse in terms of when you're watching this. You're like, oh my god, this yeah, because so they're, well, they're not. At least there's a like even the Daredevil, the first Daredevil movie. There's so many layers of cheese, but it's still like somewhat watchable. Like I'll watch it on it, cable. It's a, it's a bad movie, it. but it has three yeah. acts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a bad movie, but it has three acts. Yeah, and, and even so some of the worst, better. even like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are still there's there's some fun to it. Whereas I, I feel like some of these more recent ones that are trying to be too serious, like Fantastic Four, or even Batman vs Superman, they're just they're not fun. They're just they're they're dreadful. Like just like ugh, can't believe I'm watching this. Yeah, although I'm I'm really starting to hate the word fun because I feel like people can't review a Marvel movie without talking about how fun it is, and it's starting to irk me off because it's just like a yeah yeah let's ignore all the complaints because it's fun and like no See, well, Doctor okay. Strange though like, not so fun no Doctor Strange was not fun I don't think that was yeah, fun I, I don't mind it being fun if it, if that's all if it's all it's gonna be if it's aiming just to be fun then sure it's no I'm yeah. not saying there's a problem with being fun I'm saying it's a problem ignoring other complaints or ignoring other things and uh, I can't wait to see Thor Ragnarok and come back to review it and start everything else well that was fun <laughs> like you my, my, find it. My, my complaint is not that movie's fun I, I like fun movies my complaint is that 
it's used as a blanket statement to actually not actually talk about what works and why it works or whatever. Yeah, but if something doesn't work, but at least you're having fun with it, at least you have that to fall back on. It's like a safety net, you know? Like, like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's beyond fun, but I think for the average person, like, that's what appeals to them. Do you know my problem is? So the word fun has become the opposite of the word boring. Boring is just the thing you say when you have nothing else to say about it. Oh, it was just boring. I had no way, like, you know, that's what people say when they don't like a movie and they don't know how to talk about it. It's like, oh, it was just boring. And that's all they say. Now, sometimes a movie can be just boring. It, it can be, but the regular well, like that's public... a shot against me for Under the Skin, Pete. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but yeah, take it. Yeah, take the hit. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'm happy to throw it out there. Uh, there you go. He gets to watch Let's the... Let's comics, guys. We've digressed, and that's my we, fault. We have, Let's... we have. Yeah, so yeah, this is the final point yeah, I was making there. Is that fun, fun is the positive version of boring now for the, the layman? Is what I was trying to get at. So, well, Pete's neither fun nor boring. So let's talk comics. <laughs> I'm something in between. <laughs> <laughs> All right, comic books. Uh, we start with the first metal one shot. Not the first metal one shot. The first book of the day is the metal one shot. There you go. Uh, which is Batman: The Merciless, number one. Peter Giacomassi writing, Francis Manipal on art. This is the Wonder Woman. Uh, focused Batman, evil Batman, and we find out that on Earth negative twelve, I might say, was it twelve? Yep. Yeah. Uh, basically, this Batman was actually closer to Wonder Woman. They seem to be uh, in love or in a relationship or something along those lines, and it was losing her. Uh, and despite her best warnings, Batman takes Ares's helmet and puts it on, which corrupts him and amplifies everything that Batman is to this ridiculous level of war, and. Uh, the big dark twist at the end is is that it turns out Wonder Woman didn't actually die, but he already had the helmet on, so he just finished the job. Because he, like like in all these dark versions, he can do better than that hero. And that's what does it, is like, she wasn't dead, so this whole issue let, makes you to believe, like, like, this wasn't a decision he made lightly. Like, he took this on himself and shouldered it because nobody else could. But then when you get to the end and get to that twist... He basically, you know, kills Wonder Woman so he can take the helm. Yeah, you know? he says, he, he kind of admits how yeah. selfish he was. He's like, no, you tried to take yeah. this from me. This is mine. I will do whatever I have to to keep it. Yeah. And this has so far been my favorite of the, I'm just going to it, 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 No, definitely. Plus, I think, um, it, one, it kind of breaks up the formula. Mm-hmm. And two, Big time. Manipul. Yeah, and I forgot Manipul was doing the art till I opened it. And I was like, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, points and but and then the story that happens just with you you're getting all the meeting of the minds of you know like shade who i haven't seen shade forever yeah um, yeah and and earth zero just just to clarify this because you're you yeah, we've jumped over yeah, yeah, yeah. into the, the earth at present day so earth zero yeah. so regular earth present day um we've got a waller we've got steve trevor you got uh what, what's, what's the is sam lane yeah, Sam Lane, but who's the girl from Shade again? Because it's not actually girl, so it's the old man, right? Uh, Father Time. There you go. Uh, Mr. Bones from the DEO. Mr. Mr. Bones, yeah, which was set up in Supergirl, yeah. so that's cool. So they're all around the, the table, they're trying to talk about what's going on with metal and the fact that all the cities are falling, what do we do? We've got some weapon. And when was the last time we heard about Cowgirl, Matt, from Green Lantern? Yeah, yeah, I, I was just going to say, was gonna speaking say. of people who we haven't yeah. seen in a while. Jesus. Yep, and which like, we talked about last week, about yeah. uh, in, in a book, uh, how in in Green Lanterns that that John's a supporting cast for Hal kind of have all disappeared and then here's Cowgirl showing up with Ferris you know to drop a bomb yeah because they're like so yeah we've cool. got this experimental nuke that'll 
hit mm-hmm. metahumans and everyone else, even Kryptonians aren't safe from this. Yep. And like they're mm-hmm. on the, the the plane going to drop it and uh, so yeah, basically the merciless Batman uh, attacks uh, Langley and is coming for this round table. He's going through all the soldiers to get to them, uh, and it's sort of this countdown. And they're like, "Oh, we have to drop the bomb, even if we die. This is for the greater good, and uh, yeah. all, all the rest of it." And that's kind of the fight. And Steve Trevor's trying to talk them out of it because it's you know a giant, huge ass bomb that's going to like cause a lot of collateral it's kinda, damage. It's kind of Steve Trevor's thing, isn't it? Yeah, yep. uh, but you know, while I was like, "No, I kill a million to save billions," it makes sense, Trevor. I- Shut up. I actually really like that Steve's involved in the the Wonder Woman one of these. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Especially yeah, when you know Merciless has gotten by the neck at the end of the issue, and it's kind of like, yeah, I used to be like you, infatuated with her, but yep. now I'm better. Yeah. Um, and this world's going to burn, and you know, multiverse, dark multiverse, blah 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 blah. Barbados is coming, hail the king, and all that jazz. Man, and and on all these Batman's, he looks so cool. Like just the armor, he looks like. Uh, I'm surprised that he didn't put together sooner that he's Ares in Batman form. Yeah, because once you once you know mm. that and you look at him, you go, "Oh yeah, it does kind of look like Batman Ares mashup." Yeah, and and it fits too with with Batman's mission statement of you know this is his war, like we we've heard it you know time and time again. And I didn't I didn't count on the Wonder Woman one actually him losing Wonder Woman. You know, I figured they would have done the you know, a whole side character, someone close to him, but the fact that they made it Wonder Woman and tied it into the whole mythological approach, yeah, I really like. Those Wonder Bat shippers are going to be freaking out over this issue. Yeah, yeah, that's... They'll want this Earth. Uh, I don't love well, it as well, much so as you... Just... I was going to say... Go on. I don't love it as much as you two do. It's not my favourite of the, yeah. the one-shots. What is? Uh, Red Death. Maybe Murder Machine. I like, I like those two more than this one. Of course. Um, of course, the robot likes the machine. But this was better than the the last two. No, I mean I liked it. I I just I wasn't like when you said oh this was my yeah. favorite of these. Like when yeah. you messaged that to, I was like really okay. Was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I like this one a lot. I just and I liked well more more often I liked this Batman. It made sense. I feel like Tomasi really built the character. Besides, it was just like in Dawnbreaker, oh he lost his parents and takes out hmm. the Green Lantern Corps, or in That's the the drowned. You know, wages this war against the Atlanteans. Here it's just like, no, he made a tough decision, and now he's living with it, and that's what's motivated everything going I, forward. I think this one just does the most beyond just for the whatever yeah. Batman it is of the issue. Like this one gives us context for the the overall stuff. You know, we get the stuff with you know the the, the round table. We yeah, get that's fair. all these side bits. It kind of it isn't the formula of just you know evil version of whatever honestly like everything you're saying is making sense to me i just at the end of it i was like yeah it was fine it was good and i just i didn't feel as enthusiastic about it i agree with everything you're saying i like getting the context i like oh this is what the this is what the regular human army are trying to like figure out whilst all this is going on and all that stuff i liked all that i just didn't love it for whatever reason and and the way that he tied in the name of the merciless like Mm. because he's gonna fight without mercy now like i thought that was cool i just it's We've got some really rough Superman issues from Tomasi in the last six months. So it's like, oh, good, he's got his fastball back. Like, he's yeah. throwing throwing 98 again. So, it was... I can see it. Uh, I think it's because I, I'm not... I mean, I like Manipal's art, but I don't, I'm not as in love with it as you two are. You two, like, yeah. fawn over Manipal. Because uh, it's great. Because he's one of the best artists in the business. <laughs> exactly. It's good. I like him. But I think that's maybe part of why I don't love this one quite as much as you two do. Is I'm sure for you two this was like a visual treat that you've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. 
that helps but like you know like even just from a you know the script stuff i still think it's better than all the others no fair enough yeah. I, 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 yeah. I can't i have nothing to really argue with you i just that's just how i feel like i just got to end of it i was like oh, it was good it's fine but uh mm-hmm. just wasn't uh wasn't as in love with it as you two, as you two guys were and by the way, I forgot to mention, because I read this early, so I'm, I'm just reviewing it right now as I'm mm-hmm. looking through it. The bomb was called Valhalla, which yes, you know, was, is yes. the Norse, yeah, which is the Norse Hall of Heroes, you know, where you die in battle, you go sit with Odin. So, uh, you know, this is the bomb that can take out everybody, even the heroes. I thought that was a nice touch. Take me to Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I. <laughs> Just uh, just had a thought on the you know we we, we sometimes talk about the 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 soundtrack for metal yeah about picking songs when yeah. Barbatus appears I want Avenged Sevenfold's Hail to the King yeah and of course you got to have Backcountry in there somewhere of course because of bats yeah, yeah. Uh, if I knew that song I would agree or disagree but I do not so which one Backcountry no the, the Avenged Sevenfold one or Hail to the King they're both they're both um, Avenged Sevenfold oh that because I'm like Backcountry sounding more familiar but. Yeah, That's so Hail to the King is very. If you've watched any wrestling with Triple H in the last year, they've used it. It's his whole character. Um, you know, Hail the King and, and whatnot. But I agree, Connor. 28 like, minutes till Matt made a wrestling reference just to alienate yeah, Connor. I, I had to. I had to. <laughs> but yeah, I agree there. He was just giving context. Because Avenged Sevenfold is that type of metal, too, that is big, loud in your face. Yeah. You know? And. and this I feel is back to being in your face in a good way. Like, whereas the other ones were just at least to me, the last two were kind of like, "Hey, look at Evil Batman! Look how terrible this is." I mean, oh, the last two were definitely weaker. Yeah, that last yeah. two were definitely weaker. I'm not going to dispute that at all. At, at no, the no, end no. of this issue, you have Ares Batman holding up Steve Trevor with the other round tables praying to him, and then that big lightning bolt behind him. It just it's yeah. like yeah okay this is metal metal right there <laughs> well and, and two the effect of the his presence there makes them all start fighting and steve's kind of like what's going on i like that too because it, it yeah. shows that this this batman has that presence because he is a god of war yeah, and it's kind of like well how bad is barbatos barbados however we're going to pronounce it like that he was able to to get a god of war onto mm. a side so yeah i just it had that i haven't had that feeling since the murder machine where when it ended i was like oh okay that was cool so and yeah it just it is a feeling it's hard to explain just like yeah I, I, I think it's just uh a weird thing where they, they had two good ones then the two weaker ones then we're back to a good one again like it's just it's just yeah. the way it's worked out in terms of the order I, as much as i hate evil superman i'm i'm all for the devastator with with jurgens because mm. so we'll see how that one goes. We'll see is, that, is, that, it, is that next? Is that the next one? I think so. Because the, the Batman who laughs is last. That's last, yeah. Yeah. So whatever, whenever it comes out, whether it's this week, which I don't think it is this week. I, mean, I guess I guess we don't have much left then. Is it just Devastator than no. Man Who Laughs? It might be. I think yeah. it is just those two, yeah. yeah okay, okay. Uh, I'm just losing track of how many we've got left. Uh, but that's fair. Nope, yep. Devastator's out this week. Uh, and that's, of course, the Superman. When he I, I like how it's kind of in that sense it's building, you know. So you start off with, you know, Flash, Cyborg, whatever. And then by the end we're okay, we're at Wonder Woman and Superman, and then obviously we end with like the Batman one. The Joker yeah. Batman yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So that's the, the one that's tied to Batman's corner. Yeah. 
himself. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, just because they're all Batman ones, technically. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um... No, uh, no, I think it's. Uh, I think we're spending less time talking about these as we go because they, they keep kind of like, uh, like as much as this did break the formula, but we have a real sort of strong idea of what these are now as we keep we're going into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, so that's Batman the Merciless. That'll take us on to the Flash number thirty-three. Joshua Williamson writing and Howard Porter on art. This is the first part of the Bats Out of Hell crossover, which is a metal tie-in story. It starts, in fact, with uh, something from the last pages of uh, the regular metal book, which was the Flash running around the uh, the tuning yep. fork to get to get Superman uh, into the Dark Multiverse. So we kind of pick off there. Which is the first thing I want to compliment, uh, just the, the, the event as a whole, is how well they've planned these out in terms of timelines so that we have yep. these things spinning out of each other at the right time. And Yeah, and obviously because there was some delays, I know Snyder posted uh, like an updated version of the mm. of the checklist. Nice. Alright, okay. So, like, they're compensated for everything. That's yeah. cool. You you can tell that Tinian and Williamson are very much steeped with what's going on uh, with with Snyder on this. Like, I feel like Tinian and Williamson are those go-to guys for editorial right now. Like, you can trust them to tie stuff together. And it hasn't felt like that in a while at DC. Like, we had the, you know, the four that did 52, which was uh, Rucka, Wade, Johnson, Morrison. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like that, just with you know lesser people, because there's these two. Morrison's actually involved on one of these now, I believe. I think. It's yeah, the, the, as well. the, the last one. The, yeah, the new one shot that got announced last week. Uh, he's now co-writing on, uh, in like mm-hmm. February. I want to say was when it's coming out. Yeah, sounds about right. Which I'm just wondering how much he has to do with it, or if he's just kind of in a consultation kind of role, because it seems like his. Yeah. You know, it seems like a Morrisony concept. So. That's, That's probably true. why he's joining in. He's like, hey, I want to get involved yeah. in this. This is kind of like one of my yeah. things. Well, and it, and it almost makes me wonder because he hasn't, you know, he's been busy since he, you know, stopped writing superhero comics a couple of years ago. So I almost wonder if this opens the door for him to maybe want to come back. I, and... I, I mean, he's doing I, Wonder I Woman Earth have... 2, uh, Volume 2 soon. So Yeah, he's still working on that. Yeah, I, yeah I like but I'm talking like... like more, you know, along the continuity lines, you know, oh, right. oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. in okay. that sandbox versus yeah, his yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so we pick up right after that, and Flash is sort of narrating and doing his thing, um, and he's with Steel, and he's talking to the Justice League members who have all split up, you know, because Aquaman's with Deathstroke, yep. uh, you know, Green Lantern's in space with uh, the, the the egg, the the plastic man egg, yeah, and all, all the others that split up. Uh, so it's kind of like you know, obviously we we might be going off with Superman and Batman in the main book. This is kind of going to be what all the rest of the Justice League are doing, uh, the side quest with their mission, yeah. Uh, but of course, basically, what happens in this issue is it's actually quite straight. When I actually sort of stopped and looked at the whole issue after I'd finished, it's like, okay, it takes a long time to do it all because it's like going into their heads and it's like the fear of what's mm-hmm. happening. But what essentially happens is, is the evil Batman, uh, like, sort of kidnap all of them, uh, comes after Flash as well. Two of them come after Flash. He ends up getting to Central City. He runs into like weird, like aged up Iris because of everything that's going on yep. in Central City right now, uh, and then he's taken. And we see that. Basically, the idea is that the Tower of Babel protocol, which is where Batman had ideas how to take out all the Justice League members, yep. all of these seven evil Bruce Waynes, or slash Bryce Wayne, have gotten together <laughs> and devised the best plan to take out these four key members of the Justice League, uh, those being Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Hal. Uh, and mm. they seem to have been put all into their own weird nightmare rooms where they're going to have to face off their counterpart, evil Batman. Well, and that's kind of it was, yeah, it, it, it's the bat caves of each Batman. 
in those dark yeah, multiverses. Yeah, do they actually are they actually in the dark multiverse, like in these different worlds? I don't see. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. so but, yeah, I think they've just but, recreated their own caves on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Zero. So yeah. they're because they're each representative of that character. It, it's going to make them, you know, have to face themselves as well as Batman, which I like. Mm-hmm. And um, there's that page too is when they get uh Barry and you see like all the stuff that's happened over the course of the rebirth book and then there's him in the anti-monitor armor which I thought was like okay well is this a you know a a thing to come yeah you know so that was that was pretty cool and then also him standing over both wallies like is that a a tease of the The flash flash war yeah you know, it's, yeah. there's so much going on here that's not just metal related, that, and that's what I like. Like, See, I'm, I'm not on. a big fan of this issue. I like it in theory. You know, like okay, the things it's mm-hmm. doing, I like, but I don't think it reads very well. I think it's really far too dense, far too wordy, and I think, I, and and I really don't like the art that much. I can't, I can't argue with those. I think that's a more of a taste thing than a yeah. Because yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh. A lot. I liked it as well. I enjoyed uh, the art. Um, yeah, I would say. Yeah. It, it makes I mean, Porter doing dark stuff again. It, it matched. I think it matched the tone of the Thon stuff when he went to the future. Mm. So, you know, mm. uh, I'm, in here too with with Steel, I like. You know. Oh, I bet Steel you. I, I bet you loved his like dialogue here. I wasn't even gonna bring it up. I was gonna say I like that. These two science-minded guys are the ones that are working. Yeah, when when the evil super or the not evil Superman, the evil Batman. The evil show Batman. Up, uh, still says, I never liked Batman. <laughs> and Barry quite rightly That's jumps sweet. in and says, you just need to get to know yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. And you have two chances right now. And I love that. He's the hopeless... Like, for all this talk about Superman and hope, and that's what that S stands for and all this, it's really Barry Allen that's the most hopeful out of all the heroes. Because he's looking at these evil Batman come in. He's like, hey, you get a chance to know these two. <laughs> like, he makes a joke out of it. So... yeah, uh, uh, But no, I just... Worth mentioning, the Devastator uh, destroys the tuning fork. He, he goes straight yeah. in for it. He's, he's wrecking Jerk. shit. I know, I know. It's uh, dire stuff. Uh, so yeah, it was basically pretty simple in that sense. It's basically all setting up that they're, they're on these like sort of traps. Uh, and I like it. It's basically like the Dark Batman and uh, Barbados are basically saying, right, okay, we've got Batman and Superman out of the picture. Here's the the, mm-hmm. the the next four main members of the league. Right, let's take them out of the picture and let's let's deal with them. And that's what this story seems to be about. I wonder whether or not we're going to get them actually going after the nth metals and stuff as well in yeah. this many. I'm not sure or not many. But I mean crossover. It feels like yeah. somewhere else because this is you know it's it's yeah. the Justice League versus the Dark yeah. Batman. So it feels yeah. like we will stay with these separated characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe they'll get back on track by the end of it, and then we'll get them actually hunting down the Nth Metal and stuff back in the main book yeah. uh, when we get there. We have, who's the other ones? Deathstroke, Kendra Saunders, um, Fate. Fate, and and Steel. So, you know, that's a that's a, a B team, if I've ever heard one. I like that, though. <laughs> uh, there, there's another reference I want to talk upon uh, that, oh, that's in line with... yeah, I know with, what you want to yeah, talk about. There's a name drop in here. We, we all know what Matt wants to talk about. Big name drop. And, name drop. So it's uh, uh, what, what Batman is it that says this? It's the murder machine. It's the murder so machine. He's trying to, so he comes in, he's and he's facing Flash, and he's trying to figure out which Flash it is. And he's like, "Well, it's not Wally West, and it's not Bart Allen," which means even in the Dark Multiverse, these characters exist. So what the hell happened in Rebirth 
that has wiped out this last generation of, I, I, of Titans. I, I wonder if Connor Kent exists in the Dark Multiverse. Probably. Uh, maybe we'll get a reference in, in Devastator. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and so, so, so that's Connor character that Matt keeps talking about. So he exists in the He's Dark really Multiverse. Right. You can't keep making this joke. He, he exists yeah, in the Dark... Tim Drake. He exists in the Dark Multiverse where those worlds are just designed to die because they're not meant to be real. I'm getting you now. I'm getting you. He's not meant to exist. That's oh. quite right. I'm going you right now. <laughs> but I, I, you I, the Dark Multiverse. I don't think it's, it's, not, it's not a coincidence, though, that we've had a Bart mention and we've had a couple of Connor no. mentions in the last couple of weeks. No. I, I think it feels... No. Yeah, yeah. Last time I said something like that about a couple of references all at once, it's 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 yeah. paid off. So well, yeah, we'll get to Detective Connor. You yeah. shut your face right now. We're getting there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just and it's Williamson, and that's why I brought up like he seems to be in line with Tinian. Like Tinian's the other guy that's doing this, so I kind of feel like John's or or Snyder's kind of pulled them aside. Going here, here's what we have planned later. And let's yeah. seed these see throughout, if we, even see if, if it's if we get a two Ca- years down the line. If we get a Cassie reference in Wonder Woman soon, then we yeah. start to be like, okay, <laughs> right, okay, something's yeah. going on here. Well, and then and then Otto Schmidt, you know, which, which this is another character we don't talk about ever. Oh, Schmidt. I don't know how we feel about him. Yeah, he did a sketch of Connor Hawk Green Arrow, who. For those that don't right. know, no, uh, there's a, a question what you said because you said this is another character we don't talk about. I'm like, what do you mean, Otto Schmidt? Yeah, as if no, he was a no. character. I'm like, what? What? You mean the artist? No, no, no. <laughs> we talk about Schmidt all the time. Um, <laughs> but you know, Green Arrow died in what the the mid '90s. Uh, Oliver Queen, and he was replaced by a character who is uh, Oliver Queen in Shadows' son, named Connor Hawk. And he was That's the Connor you've been talking about all these all these months. That corner, yeah, he's coming back. It's spelled differently. <laughs> <laughs> this one's spelled like our corners. <laughs> uh, Connor anyways, Hawk coming he, back. He T- Tim's sketch... going to find him. What? I'm saying it now. Tim's going to oh. find Connor Hawk. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, I hate you so much. <laughs> You're sidetracking me. But he did a sketch just for fun, and I, I just feel like there's these, you know, these characters that. Fans are attached to, and and now DC, instead of ignoring them like they did with Wally West for all those years, or Stephanie Brown for all those years, that, I mean, you know... I think it's especially only... because we're talking about, you know, Tinian and Williamson, they're the, the young new guys. They're the ones who are the fans of these characters. They're, so they're the ones yes, who want to bring them back. All of our age. So if they were reading comics before they were writing comics... They were reading them when we were. Which is fairly know? lately. Like, I feel like most people who read comics probably read a few of them beforehand. Yeah. You know, so, and, and they read during that era when we started, you know, and, and that's, again, my favorite era, uh, as we all know. So it's it's really cool that, that they're bringing this stuff up, even if there's not going to be a payoff till down the road. I just, I like that it's there and it, and it keeps me hopeful, you know, that, Stuff will happen. I, 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 I get you. I, I'm happy to hear about Bart. Uh, I know who that is. He he does exist. He will be back. He's he's in the future. He'll be coming coming at some point. <laughs> so much. I didn't even think about the Connor Connor reference. We're, we're, we're going to get Bart. We're going to get Connor Hawk. We're going to get Cassie. We're going to have a great little team. Cyborg can like come off to Justice League and come lead this this team of Titans, and that that'll be fun. Oh man. And, no one else. That's it. Just those. Just those characters. That's all we need. Uh. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so and I, I was it was definitely the most set up uh, this this flash issue, but I I, I enjoyed the the chaos of it. So no, I I will agree with Connor on one thing about not not about census, but where it fits in like he had just uh, Williamson just started a new story with the Iron Height stuff, and then he had to take a break to do this tie-in. Oh, in that sense, so, sure, yeah. I, I think you just have to accept you know, all the event stuff is happening just before or after whatever's going on. Yeah, and the yeah, that, that, that's more that not what bothers me. It's just that it just feels like a it just interrupts the flow of the story that was there before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he left on a cliffhanger last issue to kind of make it feel like, yeah, you'll remember this I when just, you come I back. I just think some better planning, where not not have started the Iron Height stuff till after this, done something else yeah. for an issue or two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but then you still, maybe he doesn't have like a one shot in him that he's got ready. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because likely this will be collected in a in its own thing. Oh well, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just a one off. Uh, that's, that's, that's all fine. Uh, so that is the Flash 33. That'll take us on to Detective Comics 967. And Connor's going to gloat like nothing else. Because after last issue, last issue, I've been making Who's Connor jokes for months. And Tim says, Who the hell is Connor? And there's a little bit more of that in this issue. He's talking about Connor. Uh, but yep. something that not been as long, but Connor here has been saying that, oh, there's been a lot of Brother Eye references these last last few weeks. Yeah. It popped up in Batman Beyond, popped up over here and something else. And One one was the, the Batwoman issue in the future. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's coming back, I'm telling you, it's coming back. So, of course, he's smug as shit when we find out that future Tim here comes to the Batcave because he wants to retrieve the current build of Brother Eye. And that's the big reveal at the end of the issue. Of course, a lot of the issue is actually a bit more emotional than that. It's all about Tim. Uh, you know, Bruce finds Tim in the hospital. They, they share a moment. Everyone, you know, like, there's that great moment where Batwoman walks into the the, the, uh, the Belfry and Tim's just hugging Cass and she's so happy. Yep. And he's like, oh, I'm glad to see you too. And at the end of that page, he's like, hey, spoilers on our way, right? Yeah. It's like, Tim doesn't know. And then you see future Tim be creepy and going, hide in the shadows and talk to spoiler yeah yeah because we we know from from that introduction of of batman of tomorrow spoiler's still not on that side she's still i, I mean i like the cut of her jib she's steadfast anti-batman right now so you know whether it's in this you know in the present or in the future so my, my kind of gal but <laughs> yeah it's oh man this issue was so good i it can't was. Just, just everything from Tim's final reunion, you know, and, and Batman rewatching. Like, I needed to see all the angles. How could we have missed this? Yeah, before before he you knows know? he's alive, he's trying to find him, and he's, he's yeah. just rewatching the death over and over, trying to figure yeah. out how, how he's alive, what's going on. Which, which I imagine he's been doing since the Azrael. What was that called? The um, the one was just their AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since told him that Tim Drake's alive, you know, and and so. And the fact that he stops what he's doing and goes and, like, I like his little entrance into the hospital, too. How he changes out of the, the Batman costume and I like into can, Bruce Wayne. You, you can still see it. See when he's in the room with the doctors, he's like, mm-hmm. I own this hospital. Get out. Give us the room. Yeah. Uh, you can see that he's still got his Batman, like, top on underneath yeah. his shirt. You can see that it's been very, it's still, it mm-hmm. feels very quick and just like, I'll just put a shirt on over yep. it just to hide it. Uh, but and just the art, uh, who did the art on this one? Uh, um, Alvaro Martinez. Martinez. 
just the fluidity of that. Like when you're reading it and you're, it's intercutting between them trying to revive Tim, yeah, and and him rushing up the stairs and leaving stuff behind and. Yeah, uh, it's just... I, I love the uh, the panels of Bruce's guilt, where you know uh, mm-hmm. where he's reviewing the death. And he's just the close on his face, and then in the shadows with the the, the cowl down, and you yeah. know he's talking about how Tim knew that we that I'd be coming for him, but it wasn't. And it's like oh, yeah. it just hit so hard. That does hit. But one of my favorite little moments actually is when Tim says, "Right, I know this is uh, going to be a bit much to swallow, but you're just going to have to believe me on it." Uh, well, actually, that wasn't what I was going to mention. But I also love Clayface's line here. He's like, "Yeah, says the zombie to the clay monster." That was funny. Yeah, it's uh, so good. But when he says, oh yeah, so future Tim from the, is you know here and he wants to try and stop the world becoming what it is in his timeline, so he's going to kill who's responsible for it. Uh, so he's coming after Kate, he's coming after Batwoman, and I love Kate just be like, how personal should I be taking this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That cracked me yeah. up, that line. Yeah. Good stuff. Which, I, well, I, I also like that That, we have that a... plays into something in another book later too. Like, it's... They're doing all sorts of cool stuff with these bat characters across the line. Mm. Like it's amazing, you know. So, but yeah, go ahead, Connor. Uh, I like that we have a a name for the team. It's only taken you know a, a year and a bit. Oh yeah, Gotham Knights, which uh, mm. is you know harkens back to a time when we had the Gotham Knights uh, uh, book and stuff. Well, and it's also I love how obvious it was there, and Tim's like, I made a round table with seats for everybody. Like how. <laughs> It How kind of is really this? obvious when he says it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm cool with that. It's almost like if it if this wasn't detective comics, like if they ever had to give up detective for something else, just launch a book called Gotham Knights and make it the yeah. sequel to this this yeah, you know. Definitely. Because that's run. what they are. You know what I, I mean? I, I, they, they... I haven't I haven't checked, but I hope Tinian was smug as shit on Twitter going, How did none of you guys get this? Yeah. Well again, I feel like now between Connor Kent and all the and, and Brother I, I feel like he might be watching, going, "Oh man, these guys are gonna love this." <laughs> like, I'm gonna watch when I do this. I'm gonna throw in a Connor reference. Yeah, uh, just that, that one was just for you, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if he is, what's up, James? Like, well, well big that, fan. the last, no, the last issue was for me. If anything, that that, yeah. that moment last issue was purely for me and my cackling that I gave out after. This one's yeah. a bit more for Matt because he's like, "Oh, that yeah. name Connor tugs on my heartstrings." Well, and I don't know why, but I need to know. Staring out the window, you know, staring out the window, yeah. top of the top of the belfries, you know, nightlight all coming in. He's staring out, pondering, just sort of like, I must know who is Connor. Oh, and as soon as I read this issue, I messaged Connor. I was like, dude, you got to read it. He's like, oh, I'm so backed up still. I was like, Connor, please read it, please, so we can talk about it in the open. Yeah, and and then uh, <laughs> and then I read it before he did, and I came on and said, uh, he's going to be a smug little shit on the podcast. I'm gonna ruin this. For oh, him. Matt's mate's going. Bro- <laughs> brother eyes infecting Matt's mate. Uh, yeah, when Matt said that, I was like, I'm gonna hold off. I can wait. I can wait. I don't. You know, I'll be fine. And then Pete said, that. I was like, Well, now I've got to know. Yeah. Mm. It was really a team effort there, Pete. That was good on us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we mentioned about see Steph, and then future Tim comes to see Alfred. And that's when uh, the the B squad of the knights, if you will, the Robins show up to fight him. Uh, all the ones, cur- and and the dog, and, and the dog, and Titus. So uh, he's like, ah, oh, you you lost the moment you decide to engage with me. You're all better fighters than I am, but I've been spending fifteen years like planning this out. Like I, I know exactly how to take you down. I would have loved for for Dick just to go over there and punch him out. Yeah, as but I would love for that to have a gardener moment. 
Like, I, I think I, I love Fugitive Tim just because uh, Tim's my favorite Robin anyway, uh-huh. and I just I just love that this is what he became in in some versions. It's just like it just does this. It's so mm-hmm. cool. Mm. That makes sense though. I mean, out of all of the the reasons he has that chip on his shoulder, we talked about this before. Yeah. You know, so of course he's going to spend all that time and use basically use their strengths against them. You know, and but I just would have loved for Tim just or for Dick just to go over as the big brother and just be like, all right, where's the sell this mono mono? Yeah, so I just like that once they, they go through the roof and they're in the back cave where Batman and um, uh, who's with him. Tim, actually Tim, <laughs> Batman and Tim have just shown up. I'm forgetting those two Tims. It gets confusing. I'm like, no, we've already got a Tim accounted for. Old Tim, young Tim. Yeah, young yeah, Tim and Tim. Batman show up, and it's like, yeah, like I don't care how good you are, you're never going to be able to fight all four Robins and the real Batman at the same time. Yep. Come on now, come on now, future yep. Tim. He's like, yeah, but I've got brother I, and that's where we end. It's also worth mentioning Kate is in a cell in the Belfry because that's where she's yep. safe, and we've got Clayface and Cass and Azrael all kind of standing guard. So I'm sure that won't go wrong. Uh, I will point. You know, I mentioned the the Batman of the Future thing in the the Superman Super yep. Suns crossover. Mm-hmm. We got a cover for that in the solicits, and it's a different costume to this. It's not this yeah. Batman outfit, but it does look very Red Robin. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if you've seen it. You can just, you can go take a look at that in the solicits if you want. It looks. Yeah, kind of, it's got the, the you know the the plain gown, cowl, the no no ears. It, it just looks a lot like it. Huh. Weird. Yeah. What's that art called? It's the Superman Super Sons? Uh, Super Sons of Tomorrow. Gotcha. Alright, so we're just going to sit and be quiet while Matt looks up. Is that, no, is you guys go ahead. Keep talking. So no, I see doing... this. Oh, no, I'm, I'm kind of done. Anything else you want to talk about Detective? No. He looks creepy as hell standing on the uh, computer panel the way he does it in the last panel. Hmm. Oh, like... Nice. <laughs> Hunched over like a technical gargoyle. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, it, it, this issue was just so fun. Even aside from being smug at the end, like I just had a lot of fun with this issue. It was, it was, yeah, it was the character stuff. It was everyone reuniting with Tim, uh, the various reactions to the, the, the things that he says. That was all the stuff that I, was really. I, I also really enjoyed older Tim talking to Alfred. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I thought that was a really nice conversation. Yeah, because he cares. He still cares about Alfred. He's like, get out of the way, Alfred. This is about to, you know get messy yeah. in here so no he yeah, still cares. Like, it, it doesn't want alfred in, in the way yeah so yeah yeah Ma, did you find your image you, i can see your... no i did not it, so, it was in the okay. the january solicits ah, you, well, you can see it after the show that's fine that's what i'm gonna do yeah that's right? fine yeah uh, all right so that'll take us on to action comics 990 uh dan jurgens writing and victor bogdanovich on art uh, so this is the next part of the oz effect and we have Superman, you know, darting around. He he's solving this little civil war that's going on, and he basically get, grabs the leaders of both armies and is like, "Hey, you're solving this now." And then he destroys all of the weapons on both sides and says, "Well, if you're going to fight, you're going to have to do it with sticks and stones. So just solve this. I don't have time for your bullshit." And he fights. Kind of like that. I yeah. loved, irritated. I you know, we all know I love angry Superman, where his eyes go red. Mm. But I think I have a new favorite, and that's just irritated. I've had enough, Superman. And he's like. Mad Dad. All right, just deal with it. All right? Like, Very we're going to get into a room, talk it out. This is the problem. You guys don't want to. So. 
Yeah. Uh, so Lois grabs Jimmy's watch uh, and presses it. And I thought there was a... I don't think it was intentional, but it was almost like a little meta joke about a recent episode of Supergirl where Jimmy used the watch to just have a chat with Supergirl. Yeah, and, and here someone was like, Jimmy knows not to use that unless it's an emergency. Yeah, and I, I cackled hard at that just because that episode me was recent. Uh, but yeah, so she's, she's worried about John. Obviously, on the way, he actually uh, deals with this, you know, the, the Oz army that we've seen way back when they were, like, stealing Doomsday and stuff. And he stops them from their their mad plan to like uh, destroy the city, uh, so you know. Oh, so there's a lot of fun action stuff happening uh, as he's on his way to get to Lois, but it all kind of builds up to that point. Uh, she's like, "John's not here," but Jor-El, or aka Mister Oz, shows up at that point and is like, "Hey, this this there's a there's a great threat coming to this world." So we are like, "Okay, he's talking about Manhattan or whatever yeah. Doomsday Clock is," and. He's like, okay, we need to get you off this planet, and John's kind of like sticking up for him, and he's like, yeah, no, Dad, you have to listen to Grandpa, and that's kind of the, the end of the issue. Yeah, it is worth mentioning as well that Superman, whilst he was beating up the uh, the Mister Oz army, he did find out that he is behind those people. He knows that yeah. you know, wh- whether it's really his father or not, he is behind trying to like cause chaos in the world. So yeah, and yeah. so this is what's making me start to think that this isn't proper Jor-El, this isn't Earth Zero, is mm. the fact like they're. Jurgens is putting it out there in the writing now. Like, Superman's starting to question it. That, you See, know? That, that sort of it, though, that makes it more interesting to me if it is. Like, okay, when Superman's questioning it, he doesn't want to believe it. And I think so then, if it turns out it is, it becomes more interesting because of that. Yeah, I, I think there's an argument to be made there. If anything, mm. it's more murky now than it was before. Before I was sure 100% yeah. it wasn't really his Jor-El. Now I'm like, oh, maybe it could be because he's starting to doubt it. Uh, I'm really hoping it's not. Here's here's really synergy hoping. for you, Matt. What, what if it turns out to be a Jor-El from the Dark Multiverse? That then that's fine. I mean, that'd be crazy, you know, right? If it turned out, yeah. cool. yeah. that this whole time Which, is a Dark Multiverse. I just, th- this completely blows up my theory that he was like a Monitor-esque that introduces mm. a villain, but he's there to prep them for whatever's coming. I do, and now it just seems like he's a pawn in Manhattan's. Game? Yeah, he knows about it. He knows the threats coming. Yeah. Uh, what I do he's like, not about- there to fight it. Yeah. No. What I do like about it, though, is I do like the, the, the odd kind of symbolism or symmetry of him once again trying to get Clark and Co. out of yeah. the planet in time yeah. before it all goes down. Because it's kind of like what he did in the first place with Krypton. Yeah, but I, I like also that. feel like he was sabotaging it on the way out for whatever reason. Well, like, I, well, I think the sabotage is just purely to convince Superman that he, there's no point in staying. Like, he, he's trying to convince him that he, he should just leave, that there's nothing to stay for, they're, they're doomed. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're awful. Know. So, because before when it was just him as a baby, there's no convincing because he's got no say in it. Now, because right. he's an adult, he's Superman. He needs to be convinced that this is the course of action. But of course, he's not going to because we know Superman. He's going to stay yeah. and fight no matter what. Like that's but who that, he is. That's just my that's my point. Is if Manhattan, if this is all Manhattan's ploy to remove Superman from everything, you know, because we still don't know what his grand plan is. You know. Oh, yeah. but we, we don't think it is his play anymore, though, I don't think, right? We think no, it's just I, Oz I, working I on his own. I don't think yeah. it is. I think this is why I think it is the real Jor-El. I think he's like, no, that's my son. And, you know, like I say, the whole point of sending him away as a baby was to save him. And right. he wants to do that again. He's he's like, no, I want to save him. He do, he's he's jaded. He doesn't care. I mean, that was the whole thing. Originally, he tried to save all of Krypton. He couldn't, right. so he just settled for his son. Right. And now he's jaded. He's like, I'm just saving my family. And it's like, I'm getting them out of here. You know, uh, you know, Manhattan can take the Earth. I don't care. Yeah, another small tidbit that might link to being the real Jor-El for me was the idea that when John's like, oh, but can 
will Lois be fine in this new planet because she's not and he's like yeah she'll be fine she's smart she has her own powers in her head like like the fact that he's also wanting to save Lois and like save the whole family as a unit and he's, he's not just being yeah. like oh just the Kryptonians not that her that undermines his point though that mankind's not worth saving because you're looking at Lois there you know like Oh sure, but I think I think he's saying that because he doesn't want because he knows that if he says Lois can't come, both John and Clark are going to never say yes. They're never going to be okay with that. Yeah, it, it's more of a strategic. It's, it's move. a compromise on his part. It's like, yeah. Fine, have Lois. You can save her, but I'll get uh, you safe. Well, then if that's the case too, then he's meddling with Manhattan's plans. That the end of Oz is Manhattan blinks him out of existence. Is that how this ends? Yeah, maybe. Or you know. Okay. I don't know. There's there's so much. I like that it's murky, though. I like I, not I, knowing. I don't think the, the timing that this is right before because this this should be ending just as uh, the first Doomsday yeah. Clock issue is hitting. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a coincidence. I think they timed this. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So right, right, right. so we'll see whatever uh, small ties are there. As as far as enjoying the issue goes, um, it's fine. I, it's yeah, it's fine. Like I didn't, I wouldn't say I loved it. It was I had some interesting moments and ideas. Art was good. I like the, the art. art. Bogdanovich is good. I, I like the art a lot, except for John. I think John looks a little weird. He looks too young. Yeah, there's That's, something hmm. about him, like if, especially on that last page. There's something about his face that just looks kind of off. Because yeah. he's, he's, he's meant to be, what, 11, 12, right? Because Damien's 13. And yeah. that was the, hmm. the whole reason that he's not part of the Teen Titans was you're not a teenager. So, But I feel like sometimes they don't give the artist the memo that he's supposed to be 11 or 12. So they draw him like he's 8 or 9. Which, in, yeah. you know, with kids, it, it's a big difference. He's a bit more animated. I, I do like how he draws Superman, though. And yeah. the oh, action, definitely. the action yeah. especially, his, I was really enjoying him flying through things yeah. and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Well, his, his Daily Planet crew as well, like, when they're not doing, like, big things, they just feel right. Yeah, like, yeah. You've, you've got Perry and, like, Steve and all that all sort of standing around going, oh, where's the kid? And Steve's like, yeah, yeah but he, he wants to run off and not see my jersey? I can't yeah. believe that for a second. He's so self-absorbed, I love it. I want a, I want a Steve Lombard one shot, like that's that's just like what he does for the day, and it's actually kind of sad. Have an you ongoing, know? Matt. Have an ongoing. You, you know, know how, oh, you know, no, I just need the one shot. You I know just how need, we have like, the Steve Trevor one shot. If we can get a Steve Lombard one shot, we do all the DC Steves. Yeah, other. How many more are there? I don't know. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know like how sad his day is, day in and out, because like, I, I want to think like he was a decent quarterback, but not like awesome he's just kind of mid-level and mm. so instead of going and opening a car dealership he became a sports reporter you know i'll, I'll tell you what i want i want a one shot with cat grant and cat woman and i want the, the whole thing to be about how cat grant hates cat puns but cat woman loves them and it's just this ideological debate between them about cat puns on their names <laughs> it's like uh my dinner with andre but with those two <laughs> 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 See, look, I could make deep movie polls as well. Uh, That's not bad. Not bad. Thanks. But yeah, it's. I liked it. It's action. I mean, it's. It's. It's like I don't want to say mid level again, but it's. It's what it's supposed to be. No, like, it's it not is. knocking it out the I park, think, but it gets I the job my, done. My overall problem with action at the minute is. When I talk about what's in the story and what it's doing, I'm like, oh, that's yeah. really great. That's exciting. Like, you know, everything about the Mister Oz stuff is really picture. good. But issue to issue. I don't think it's amazing. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. it's like, I like what it does, but I don't well, love reading. Do you know what I think it is? Enough, that, that's I think... how I remember when it started. We all felt that way. Well, do you know what I think it is though? I, I I honestly think it's just an issue or two too many. I think the story's spread out a little bit thin over like what six issues or whatever it is. I feel like if this was condensed a little bit more, 
because uh, you know we, yeah, we had because the yeah. first issue was basically just Jor El telling his I don't know it wasn't that was the second issue the first issue that was, was the just issue. the first issue was just building to the reveal yeah and then the second issue was just him telling his backstory and then the third issue was mostly still in the fortress of him telling Clark like oh everyone's awful we have to you know yeah. uh, and then Clark eventually flew out to do stuff but like, I feel like if you could if you condense these four issues that we've had of it into just three just one less issue. Yeah, I feel like it would be a lot, be a lot tighter because it'd feel like, mm-hmm. but because it's yeah. been a little bit drawn out, it feels like it's maybe taken just a little bit too long to get to its points, you know, issue to issue, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's just leaving it feel a little bit, just slightly underwhelming, I'd say, it's just slightly underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I don't want to say disappointing because I'm enjoying it, but like, I I also probably built it up a little bit too much because we had all of those crazy theories and what's it gonna be? Yeah. Who is Mister Oz? You know. But that said, I am enjoying it, the big picture. But like Connor said, issue to issue, I'm sort of like, yeah, okay, that was a good I read. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed because I'm enjoying everything to do with the Oz mystery. When I think about what it is, I just don't enjoy it as a as a story necessarily. I enjoy it for the idea. Yeah. 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 That'll take us on to Wonder Woman number 33, James Robinson writing Emanuela Lupacino on art. Uh, this was an issue uh, about Grail, and it was kind of... Basically, the the backstory of what's going on with Darkseid right now, including a little editor's note explaining that this does indeed take place after Metal, because she even mentions, oh, after I had to go and get you back after Batman stole you. (laughs) It also mentioned there's another story to add to that that they've not done yet. It says, a tale yet to be told. So, So, so Grail taking out all of these, you know, sons of Zeus, daughters of Zeus. Can't take on Batman, though. That cracks me up. Damn they right. got in their sneaky like. Dumb straight. Okay, so to be everyone fair. knows I love Lupacino. Yeah. Right? And I like the art. I just, this issue, I don't know. It took me a long to read because I wasn't, it's all wild to read. So I wasn't into it. It was okay. Like, like, I, I, I really like the yeah. first half. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it slowed down. As I, I like Baby Darkseid uh, using these Omega Beams to like burn a guy's like top half of his body off that I was like great. The baby the dark side just, yeah. gnawing on his crib uh, just yeah. like a nasty little baby like him and what baby dark side to become a meme like just like they have the tiny titans type thing like just oh man i love it baby dark side wins right, so what, yeah like, what, what we want i think we want Rugrats, but with Baby Darkseid, and every yes. so often during during the the cartoon, the screen will go black and it'll just say Darkseid is. Uh, Baby Darkseid is. Baby Darkseid. So yeah, so this was the story of her going around killing, like realizing she has yeah. to kill all these old gods, and there's, there's some quick shots of some of them getting killed, and Darkseid grows up a couple of years every time he gets the energy of one of them, so he's like. 14 now or something like that in terms of yeah but by the time he gets hercules is he's like 13 yeah which is the worst time to be a dark side teen dark side you just think he's all sweaty and pimply <laughs> needs deodorant he's like oh grill but i want <laughs> more old so, gods some of them were cracking me up like so you have one that was just a librarian yeah one was a bear one was dr strange yeah I thought you'd like the, the bear. Uh, uh, yeah. Doctor Strange? Well, Wait, on, Wait, on. Rewind there, rewind. You just said Doctor Strange. No, I meant Doctor Strange. The, yeah. go, go and look at it. It's Doctor Strange. Yeah. I don't, I don't he know. lives in, in the same It's the one area. under the bear. Yeah. I'm trying, to find the, I'm trying to find that page with the bear. You keep, keep discussing your point. Yeah, so I gotta go back and check my Greek mythology because the bear, I feel like I've read that myth before. Yeah, me too. 
but I'm not yeah. super familiar with it. Which one of us? Little, little disappointed that Perseus became a Wall Street banker and not like an adventurer. Like, yeah, that uh, doesn't seem to gel. To I, me. Like, I still like the Pegasus though. Oh, yeah. He's got a Hawaiian shirt on. That's not Doctor Strange. <laughs> no, no, he's got a green shirt, a red cape, and the blue thing. You know the the. The magic yeah. shield things that Doctor Strange has. Yeah. Well, fine then. Okay, He's then I'm happy. The that... Egyptian world traveler, Athafis. Then I am glad that uh, Grail took him out like a chump. Then, all right. Caliso. Yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. That's uh, it was am- it amused me because it was clearly supposed to look like Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like the art a lot. Actually, that's my favorite thing about the book. Oh, he's Lupacino, like. But I just I wish I cared about the story more. That's what just got me. Like, and I like James Robinson. Uh, more often than not, Actually, I just feel like this is a placeholder. I, I will say, I will say this: I do really like the scene where they come to get Baby Darkseid, the army, and the action yeah. that follows is actually really cool. I really like Grail jumping up to the plane, and then you just see the explosion, uh, mm-hmm. and then she's like running at more guys with guns. Like it's actually a really nicely mm-hmm. layout laid out action scene. Uh, yeah. So I'll give it. I'll I like. Props there. I like Grail as a character, and I hope she sticks around. Like I could even see her one day being used as kind of like a Deathstroke anti-hero. Like we're following her adventures, you know, mm. through whatever she does. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, this issue just kind of. I wish this was the second issue of this arc, and then we get to Jason at the end because that reveal was kind of just like, nah. So here, it was, it was kind of cracking me up at the end, where they're like, "Look at him! He's he's amazing! He's yeah. so powerful!" I'm like, "Really?" He's a well, it's because you can't see it because we're not teenage dark side. No, yeah, actually, now you say that, I feel like this issue would have been better placed before the last one. Yeah, yeah. If you so ended... I felt like they wanted the surprise of him being yeah. the... Because if, if the you ended... Because this issue ending with them looking over and saying, oh, he's just a fisherman on a yeah. boat, but we don't get to see him, and then the, yeah. if we went, they had the last issue after it, then we'd have her mm-hmm. go there and be like, oh, she finds him on the boat, and it would be like, okay. Uh, because be... they're, they're looking for him for different reasons. Like, they're looking for him... You know, to, to drain his inner... Well, here they even say he has a darker purpose, you know? Um, like, I feel like Darkseid's going to try to drain Diana, and it's not going to end up well, because, you know, she's a daughter of, of Zeus and whatnot. Uh, and he's going to facilitate that. But she's looking for him out of sheer, like, curiosity, because that's her family, versus they're looking at him as, a, as an object, you know? So I don't feel like it would have ruined her surprise of seeing him as just as this, you know normal fishermen living out in Greece. But yeah. No, I, th- I think it ruins the month for us, but not for Diana. Yeah. yeah. It was a crappy exactly. surprise anyway, so who, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it was a crappy yeah, surprise, yeah. so... Um, yeah, I'm not defending that, I'm just saying... Like, I, get I still liked it a lot more when I thought that Hercules was Jason. Like, I liked him living up there by himself, and he had the dark hair and beard. Yeah, he was... Uh, Hercules yeah. was cool as shit. Yeah, he needs he, to be come back. He was, uh, I just feel like they don't use him because he's a big... And he's not a big character in Marvel, but Marvel kind of uses him more in in, in that. Like, yeah. it, it was out there chopping wood like a Tyrell. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, you drop wrestling references that Connor won't get. I'm dropping Mr. Robot references that you won't get. I'm, but see, I understand Tyrell. I just, I'm just i not up to date with the show. So it's on the old BDR. Yeah, no I kind of enjoy it more when I don't have space between them. Yeah, no, no spoilers. I'll just say there's some lumberjacking going on, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> Ah, if that's anything like his previous actions, that joke is spot on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was an okay. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't great. It was. It yeah. was kind of. What it was. Middle of the road. 
Lou Pacino, though, like that 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 kind of makes it's it's the same thing I you know I say always about Red Hood at the end whenever I have to do that. It's like, but the art's real nice, so there's something there. It makes I can just kind of. Well, Even if the story's pointless, I can kind of go through and just look at the look at the nice pictures. Yeah, there's nice art. Uh, I like Baby Darkseid and his sort of the way he talks to Grail, and I like the action scene. But, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be a, a particularly memorable issue in the I, long run. I like that considering it's his daughter, right? Like, and what we've seen in Mr. Miracle, he can talk to her telepathically, you know? Mm, and yeah. so, so his presence is always felt, even though Scott Free's not his biological son. He was raised to be a son of Dark Side, so the connection's there a little bit. Both, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I like Grail's debate of is she a mother or is she the daughter? Right. Like she's kind of confused at her place. Yeah, things yeah. that should be good, but it's just there's, gonna... there's good stuff here. I just feel like I don't care about Jason. Like uh, this is just Grail. Like, no one cares Diana about Jason. To... What's that? Dark no Side one... cares about Jason. No one cares about yeah. Jason. Not not well, okay. No, no characters. No, no, no one outside of the book itself cares about Jason. I just, I, I even forget why he was brought up in Dark Side War. Just outside of just a shock value thing, you know, like, oh, there's another. Like it's, it's, it's. Well, that's what uh, it was. It was just a hey, here's a text coming. Yeah, we have another. You know, pretty much. Yeah, but anyways. Yeah, um, that's, uh, yeah. let's let's move on then. Uh, we can move on to Batgirl number 16, Hope Larson rating, Chris Whale goes on art. This is the next part of the, the Summer of Lies plotline. Uh, this one actually was uh, into three simpler chunks. We had a flashback chunk at the start, a flashback mm-hmm. chunk at the end, uh, some present day stuff in the middle, and we had Dick and Bab's first kiss. So I'm just going to be over here swooning and like, oh, you know, of course you are. writing my, my, my fanship uh <laughs> it's not a fanship when they're actually together, Pete. It's, it's, it's his OTP. Don't worry. <laughs> I just learned what that meant actually uh, this week. What is, I don't it know what you. that means. Yeah, because uh, uh, Panda uh, from from a Facebook group huh? uh, was talking about Riverdale on Twitter, and she was complaining about a writer who wrote OTP into uh, I think it was an episode of Glee, and I'm like, what the hell does OTP mean? Uh, it's like it means one true pairing, and I'm like, um, I'm uh, I'm annoyed. I know that now. <laughs> I didn't want to know this information. I don't like that either. It's what the shippers well, used to, yeah, to describe yeah. their, their their ships. Yes. It's like your 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 favorite of your favorite. I just want to crack a joke, and we went down this dark path of talking about we ships. Did now. no? Hey, uh, I gotta quit, so. guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is like OTP is my dark side. Is it's just going to <laughs> haunt me in the middle of the night. Oh, oh man. But, uh, uh, but I do, I love the pairing of, of Dick and Babs, though. But I also, I love it because their their relationship isn't just a dating. Like, it is, as weird as it is, they've known each other so long, it's almost familial, you know? As, I'm not trying to be gross or... No, no, or, it's, 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 it's more like the girl who lived next door, so you've known each other since you were kids, yeah. and you fell for each other, and it's kind of that, that relationship they've got going. Exactly, and so when you see their first kiss, and, and you're invested in the relationship as, as long as, you know, like me and Pete have, I don't know about Connor, but it, it's nice to see that. But, like, I'm not, like, unlike Pete, I'm not over here swooning, because I thought the other aspect of this, I thought it was, I don't want to say really well written, but I liked the turn. That the story took here. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, so, so the what had happened in the past. Well, let, let, the well let's talk oh. about this the story. Uh, what it is. So we start off the, the the last issue ended with um, 
finding these guys who seem to be after Ainsley. Yep. <laughs> uh, but it turns out, it turns out that they they are they are actually only going after her because she's like screwed them over. She stole yep. stuff from them. She's the bad guy. Uh, yep. And they end up sitting and telling about this. And it turns out this new drug, this this, this nanotechnology drug that's triggered by music and songs and stuff, explaining the party they went to last issue and how everyone yep. started you know freaking out because of it. Uh, so they end up tracking her down and it t- turns out she's going to a, an AA meeting essentially she's going to an addicts meeting yeah. and they're listening and this is when the first kiss happens because Babs gets really uh, feels bad about it she gets a little upset we shouldn't be listening to this kind yeah. of thing which, which she's she's right on on a human level yeah. but honey we gotta stop this stuff from happening like it's and, good to know and she also feels guilty that she in a roundabout way had a hand in helping yeah. develop this stuff because she was helping with the coding yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very very human stuff. And we, we go to present day and they, they go and try and uh, look up... Uh, it's a mental hospital they go to mm-hmm. to uh, try well, and... Well, so it's a rehab. A rehab uh, hospital, you're right, yeah. It's a rehab hospital. Uh, yeah. And when they go in, all of the staff are going absolute ape shit and writing shit in the walls mm-hmm. and attacking the... The, 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 the staff. I guess they're patients. No, it's the staff that are yeah. going ape shit. The staff, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, pa- the patients. Yeah. The staff are the ones going apeshit. We're agreeing on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they are. That's what I yeah, meant to okay. say. Right. Because you both said something at the same time. You both said the opposite gotcha. word. And I didn't know which one was agreeing with me and which one wasn't. Gotcha. R- right. Um, yeah, so, so the staff are going apeshit. They get their costumes on. They fight. Blah, 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 blah. So this is where they go in. And they, they basically... A, they use a trick to get the staff calmed down. They play the the, the song from the party. And Dick's right. even like, oh, that's because, a deep cut, Babs. That's a deep cut. Because the, the drug's called EMJ. And it, it's based off of that emoji song, which the this is how annoying I find things. Like, I was just like, oh, man, if that was a street drug, it would annoy me. Like, for reals. Feathers named after an emoji uh, song. I think all it did for me was, like, are emojis that old? Like, being called well, emojis? Well, we, we see in the flashbacks that Babs has got a yeah. smartphone. So that's, this is, you know, this yeah. is maybe, like, five, six years ago. Right, and I was like, did we use emoji in in popular culture as a term? I don't know if we used we used emojis. I don't know if we called them emojis at the time. Right, exactly. That that's what I mean. I mean the the term because obviously this is oh, there's a song about emojis. Let's just say that the DC universe is like ahead of us by a little bit technologically. It's fluid. It's a fluid continuity, and things bend and contort. It's it's fine. It just almost a hyper time, if you will. So yeah, so so the. uh, they basically figure out, they look into the records and stuff, and the the shocker, because this is what's funny, is since the first issue of this arc, we've been like, oh, I bet Ainsley's going to be, you know, the Red Queen, she's the, the bad mm-hmm. guy. And that's what they're starting to think as well. But it turns out Ainsley's dead. She, she OD'd. <gasps> and it's like, but the sister that, like, disowned her and stuff, like, she, yeah. like, came and, like, collected her stuff, and she knows about it, so... I mean, they've not actually shown it's like we've not actually found the Red Queen, and she's admitted she's her yet. So there could still be a swerve, but at least right yeah. now it seems like this sister. That feels like that was the swerve, though. It, yeah. it does, but it also feels early to me as well because this is only the third issue of the arc. Mm. It's just because we don't actually have the sister's face herself, like revealing. Like I feel like to confirm this a hundred percent, I feel like it should have cut to a scene of the Red Queen like taking off like her, her mask. Or I, whatever. I mean, the the idea of her, she's gone because she was she was uh, masquerading as one of the staff. Yeah. And then oh sure yeah this and then they go back and she's gone. I, I think just, that's yeah. kind of confirmation. It's well, no, it, it more or less is, but it's just I feel like typically I'd expect it to cut to her mention her sister or something, so you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt like that the Red Queen was this sister. Well, and it, and it doesn't gel with what Ainsley had said. Ainsley had said like she had to go help her sister 
and that's why she couldn't finish school and completely yeah. went over the whole the drug thing. So now you have the actual sister that, you know, all this happened to. So it wouldn't even surprise me if Ainsley's not dead, if, like, it wasn't, you know, an OD, if, if something else had happened. But you does know? she think she's dead? Yeah, and that's the mm. sister's going. And, and I like that the sister's actually trying to get revenge on, on the Mad Hatter because this has all been kind of personal driven towards him because yeah, he was helping make the drugs and stuff he was all part of that yep. that crime syndicate yep. and stuff yeah and there's a nice scene where uh the the, the young uh, babs and tim in the the backstory are like oh yep. should should we should we get batman's help and babs like no we don't need batman to take care of this we can do this we're you know mm-hmm. together we can do this you know robin and batgirl we can do it uh, yep. so and and she basically goes I'm not a pussy. Are you a pussy? And he's like, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. That's the gist of the conversation. So we end on them uh, storming Mad Hatter's place. That's kind of the, the cliffhanger we've got yep. uh, for the next issue. Yep. Um, I love the art and the flashbacks, by the way. I love the different colouring that they've em- yep. they're employing for it to give yep. it a different look. A little more muted. Yeah. And... yeah. yeah. I think uh, this might be my favourite arc of the book so far, and I really love the I... first one. No, I, I, I think it's my favourite arc of the book so far as well. Um because I think before I like I liked the arcs, I loved the one shots in between the arcs. But I feel like this arc has risen to the level of the one shots for me, where I'm like, no, this is nailing uh, what I, I want. From outside of the, the ghost at the pool issue, I've loved this run. Like, oh, it's been a pretty great like. Oh yeah, it has. yeah. So I can't I can't really pick. I mean, I really love the Albuquerque art, but I also love that one shot of of Ivy on the plane. That was, that was good. It was a lot but of fun. The little girl finding the, the dog. That that has been That's, the MVP that the run yes, so far. That one. I, I now that I forgot about it, but I spaced on that one yeah. too. But and then even the son of penguin stuff, I really enjoyed. Oh, so yeah, good. this yeah, is. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, this this is a book that I look forward to every month. Like I, even I, if I, you know, I, I don't forget about it, but I was like, oh yeah, Batgirl, this week, awesome. I I hope it's selling well because uh, yeah. I want it to stick around for a while. I, I think yeah. it, it's in the... Uh, it's funny, actually, there was a really handy Reddit post someone put up this past week analysing the sales from September, and it put the books into categories of, uh, this is the core books, this is the safe books, this is the sort of middle ground, here's the ones that are kind of maybe in trouble, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. I, this, I believe this was in the, the mid-tier. Okay. okay. Not so, not good enough, good. but was that was that in the comic book Reddit or was that in the DC comic Reddit? Uh, DC Reddit, I believe that was in. Okay. There is, is that the one that, that, that post. Okay. Is that the one that talked about Mister Miracle sales being? I think so. Crazy. Yeah, yeah Mister Miracle sales are doing like th- that was. I think people were saying good. that was the most under ordered book. The first issue was the most under ordered mm-hmm. book in a long time. My my shop had to double check and make sure I wanted it. Like they, they put it in my box anyways. Yeah. Because I'm like the DC guy, but because they. Not that they under-ordered, but it became like this. No, I I think everyone under-ordered because, I mean, that's how comic shops work. They order based on expectations. They have to make a guess. There's that that Irish store that has a really good Twitter account, uh, Big Big Bang Comics or whatever they're called. Uh, Mm -hmm. They always do like sales reports on Twitter every week just to sort of let people know how things are doing. Um, And like, I I just remember the, the main tweet from them, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was like, Scott Free is outselling Spider Man in our store. I never thought I would say that. <laughs> like that that wow. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Like Yeah, that's it's crazy. Ooh. I mean it deserves it. I mean, that's why it's under- I mean, sales rose from issue one to two just because they ordered for issue one and then went, Okay, people like this more than we thought, we better up the orders for number two and that yeah. never happens. I mean 
Yeah, really. Never. It always go. They always typically they always over order for number one to be safe. Yep. and then drop for under. Two. Yeah, that's why uh, back back when I first started collecting comics around the early two thousands, if you could find a second issue, it was always worth more than the issue one of yeah. uh, from that time area. So like so like Wolverine Origin, like issue two, I got a hold of that early and that jumped to like a fifteen dollar book. Joe, Joe, that I, came out. Joe, I think it is uh, partly. I think that Tom King was getting some cred for the books that he'd done, yep. you know, Vision and uh, Omega yep. uh, Men or whatever. Like, Sheriff of Babylon. Yeah, I think he was getting some credit for those in sort of the sort of more niche comics like, circles. Mm-hmm. But Batman's kind of propelled his name to like, the mainstream. So now mm-hmm. that he's doing something that's a bit more niche again, yes. it's blown up. It's like, no, no, now Tom King's cool. name is we enough. We saw the same to... thing yeah. happen with Snyder. Yeah, yep. we did actually. It's exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Which is cool. And and yeah, because it pushed him to a higher profile, so now he's getting both of those. It's a it's a Venn diagram, you know? But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, buy and read Batgirl is basically what we're saying to you. That's, that's it, yes. And, yeah, please. And New Superman, I know. that's <laughs> New sweet, Superman, absolutely. Keep, yes. keep doing that for our buddy Keenan Kong. Uh, but no, like, Batgirl has been very consistent, and it, I, I think it's arguably getting better as it goes as well. As, as yeah. we're saying, like the one-shots in between the arts have been fantastic. This is the best arc yeah. so far. I think we're all, we're all kind of agreeing on that. So, this is the most I've enjoyed Batgirl since Brian Q. Miller. I'll say that. Oh man, that Brian Q. Miller, Stephanie Brown Batgirl yeah. run. Mwah. Waffles. Waffles, the Waffle Queen herself. I'm, I'm pretty sure you just gave Peter Boner. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, no, 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 no. My nipple's a little bit hard, but no boner. Uh, so. <laughs> That was worth it, it for Matt's there. face. That that was that was, was a, yeah. that was a worldly comment just for Matt's face. Audio people have never missed out on anything as much as that. Oh. I know that was glorious. <laughs> so no, the Batgirl is good. I'm loving loving the arc. So uh, that'll take us on to Teen Titans number thirteen. Benjamin Percy writing, Koi Fam on art. Yes, I'm just going to start off by saying yes. Finally. We have been wait- waiting for this. Damien goes to Star City to offer Emmy a spot. And the Teen Titans, and it in is in the only beautiful. way he knows how, and it's the most Damien. <laughs> I love it. He shows up. Hey, and we're go- kind of similar. Yeah. You were raised by a, a ninja mom and supervillain dad. I was raised by my ninja mom and supervillain grandpa. So, like, hey, why don't you just come back with me? Yeah. Like, that line killed me. He shows up r- r- riding in on uh, Goliath, and he's yep. just like, and she, she's like dealing with a thing on her own right now. She's there's like some with onomatopoeia. Yeah, he, he's on a ship, and she's trying to track him down, and it's causing chaos. Um, and he just swoops in, and he's like, and she's like, yeah, screw off. Why would why would I join all these, you know, pip squeebs and the Teen Titans? I work with Green Arrow and Black Canary. Why do I need to come with you? Arsenal when I have to. I like that too. Yeah. Like Roy can't even get you know appreciation from Emmy. Yeah. yeah, but unfortunately, that then the th- you know onomatopoeia ends up causing a lot more trouble. By the way, I love. Yep. I, I just glanced at the page there. Emmy's like, oh, I like your dog, and she runs over and starts like yeah. tickling Goliath, and Goliath's on his back yep. like a cat. Just yep. like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Keep scratching. Yep, I love Goliath. You know, nice. I, I did that post last week uh, of you know people were asking what are your top favorite characters since two thousand, and I I had thrown in Damien and Goliath. There's a reason that I put Goliath in that picture too, because mm. he's he's a great character. Uh, That's fair. So basically, <laughs> stuff keeps going down, and uh, Emmy's like, "Oh crap, I've not dealt with this shit." All right, you can help me, Damien. I'm borrowing your dog, and she like grabs Goliath, and he's yep. like right behind her, uh, and there's like you know a big explosion. Uh, basically, on a map, is 
try to cause a tidal wave to take out Star City. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big cliffhanger. But no, which, which I understand the area around Seattle. Tidal waves kind of like man, you're, you're asking for a lot there. There's a lot of. Ah, yeah, I mean, it's, sound. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's comics, I know, but still, I can't help it. I'm just worried about the orcas that live in that area. You know, <laughs> I hope they're okay. Uh, but the rest of the Titan stuff, I really like too, because if uh, them going to to Kid Flash, yeah, they're trying try to bring uh, recruit him. Yeah, New Wally back, and they're trying to like say, "Hey, it's fine." You know, uh, it all boils down to New Wally's like, "Yeah, I'll come back in one condition." Damien needs to apologize to my face. And I'm like, I cannot I, wait for that scene. I cannot I wait. I heard for it. A, a gasp that wasn't there from the rest <laughs> of the Titans. <laughs> yeah. I like that it gives us some downtime between them as well. We see that Wally keeps being late for class, and uh, yep. the teacher's like, Oh, you're falling in with a bad crowd. And there's like a, just a, a panel of like him with Deathstroke. And it's like, That's the yep. bad crowd he's falling in with, is Deathstroke. So, so I'm wondering, like, the whole point of, of uh, I'm John a Blank Priest. Priest wanting him there, if you know defiance, where it feels like it's not going to matter in the long run. Mm. Like, yeah, we can reference it, but it doesn't seem like it impacted Wally that much because he's just back to being regular Kid Flash. At least from a because he doesn't really work with anyone right now. That was one of his yeah. things he says to them, and you get that maybe you know working with defiance is kind of like okay, he's become yeah. a bit of a lone wolf because dealing with mm. uh, people's uh, you know. So that's the whole thing. Yeah. So him swooping to save to stop some you know. Mugger. Let's say mugger. It's, it's two guys with guns trying to rob an armored car, and Wally runs it's po- posing as homeless people. Yeah, yeah. But can uh, you spare some change? <laughs> pretty, pretty I, much. I wish the armored truck would have just ran him over. After that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Gar Gar's hilarious in this issue as well. He's cracking yeah. jokes. He, he's <laughs> so, so, some past some passerby is taking a photo of him. And, from behind yeah and uh, Aqualad's like are you are you posing are you sticking your butt out flexing your butt yeah. for that photo he's like got to give the people what they want yeah oh, that was pretty great yeah that's pretty cool yeah Titan, Titan's back I mean I, I liked the Gotham Resistance stuff a lot um, but here it just feels like Percy's back in that groove which they do reference in this uh, it mentions that you know that's why he's in Star City because Green Arrow recommended yep. Emmy and he yep. says that he, you know he worked with them and he, he kind of liked it in his weird own Damien way. Yeah. Well, and I like that it looks like when the Teen Titans walk in, like he's running training simulations against them. And yeah, they're kind of like, you know, Damien, got- should we be worried? And he's like, well, you know, y'all were just turned into bad versions of yourself. So... Yeah. Yeah, also, he also says that, yeah, just so you can train when the rest of the team is not here. You can train yeah. as if as if we were all here to spar. That, that's his reasoning. Yeah. Uh, of uh, course, I'm just thinking, yeah, like, father like son. That's basically what's, yeah, what's, what's exactly. happening. Uh, the art's very good as well. I, I really like Koi Fam on this book. It's, yep. it's nice and poppy. It's, obviously, the colours are very bright as well. Uh, it's, yep. it's works really well for the characters that are on this. You know, uh, I think Kid Flash in this, his yellow and red suit is the best he's ever looked. Yep. Yeah, it really pops. Yeah, for so. sure. That. And I love the Goliath stuff, you know, him flying away from Tidal mm-hmm. Wave at the end. All of it looks good. Uh, yep. T-Titan's super fun, and I am so happy that Emmy's on the team. I am so happy that they're already hinting the fact that Damien's going to have a crush on her, because of course he needs to have a crush, and she has yep. to play hard to get, and it is going to be the most hilarious thing ever. I can't wait. Yep. If Dick and Babs is the sweetest relationship of all time, this is going to be the best relationship between two assholes in the, on the planet. It's yeah, really It's basically the TV show you're the worst, but with teenagers... <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> uh, Connor's not been reading this because he's a no. 
He's a dirty ginger. I haven't read it in a long time. See, see what it, it lost me a while. It lost me in the first arc. Do, do, I'm going to do this... this. He hates fun. Yeah, yeah. He likes Reddit as well. I just, I just didn't think the first arc was that good. And I've, I've read the relevant crossover issues, but it's about it. Man, you might want to jump back on with this one if you love Emmy. Like, yeah, Emmy and Damien, it's happening. Because it's Percy. Uh, yeah, like, no, that, that I know, I know Lemire created, created her, you know, in, in the Outsiders arc. But yeah. it's really been Percy that even, even before Rebirth, you know, her moving in with, with uh, Ollie and, and the wolf dog. I can't remember his name, but, you know, that was seated there. Yeah. But Percy's really made this character her own kind of like, or his own. Wow, that was a bad slip. Like Tomasi me Damien. Like, I always love when Tomasi writes Damien. You know, he mm. didn't create him. So, yeah, it's good. It's a follow around. I, I am, yeah, I'm, I'm down for her being in, in Teen Titans. I'm excited for more. That'll take us on to Nightwing, The New Order, number three, Kyle Higgins writing, Trevor McCarthy on art. We ended last issue with poor Alfred getting shot. Not a good month for Alfred last no, week. Uh, not a good month last week for Alfred. Matt's got away yeah. with words. Sorry about that. I, <laughs> I said it, and then I went back to listen, and I was like, okay, that wasn't right, but I'm going to move on. Uh, uh, so obviously Dick's uh, son has been carted off for having powers. Dick's been yep. detained as well. Uh, we actually bring in some other big characters from the Bat World here because yeah. we get Kate, who's apparently like you know at a Pentagon level, like in charge of all yeah. this, uh, all this stuff. And then to get some help once he breaks out, and you know he, he goes full Nightwing, as it were. Uh, which that's, that's the funny thing. He gets his suit later on in the issue, but at the moment he like jumps across that table, he looks like Nightwing in action. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's it's fantastic. Because I love how they're kind of using the Nightwing logo. For the for the you know the organization, yeah, it's like a really simplified like three part of it, and it's like a yeah, it's, yeah. it's like three shapes that kind of make the Nightwing logo, yeah. And and they touch on that with with Kate having left being Batwoman, and she always had a difficult relationship with Bruce, and uh, she leaves and and after her dad dies, right, becomes a soldier, and goes and works for the Pentagon, and when when Dick does what he has to in Chicago, you know they. She kind of creates the Crusaders, and he becomes the face. And it doesn't really sit well with her. Like, mm. he gets to be the public face of this program she put together. So, you know, I, I had issues with this from the beginning just because I don't like seeing characters I like, you know, do bad things. Like, it, it's just one of the things I don't find that interesting. And especially Dick Grayson becoming, like, this fascist. But over the last two issues and seeing how it's personally affected him and Basically, he did what he needed to do because he wanted to preserve the future, and they kind of just got wrapped up in everything. Like, in and I can kind of see how. Do you know what's weird? At, at this what? point, it's reminding me of you know the Gifted, the, the new X Men TV show. Yeah, see, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it kind of has. And then I saw a girl running around with green hair and someone that looks like Warpath, and I was like, I think I'm gonna have to watch this. It looks a little bit more X Men than I was expecting. It has, it has its moments. Uh, it's, it's got some yeah. rough patches, but there's definitely some some yeah. things to like about the show so far. Uh, yeah, another character that pops up, of course, is that Dick goes to Tim yeah. to uh, get some help to track down where his son's been taken. That, that dude's been reproducing too, because he's got like four kids. Yeah, he's, he's a dad now. He's like, oh, and he's got a he's got a receding hairline. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, oh, he finds out about Alfred. He's not. I mean, Kate as well. Actually, when she finds out about Alfred, she's not particularly pleased she is not happy at all because well, no. she she talks to that brainy guy he's, he's like you bungled this on every level 
And I was. You know, are we supposed to know who Brady is? Because he mentions his dad's in stasis, and I was like, Yeah, who is he? I don't know. I think we'll find out because I was racking my yeah. brain. But she tells him, you know, don't talk to don't talk to Nightwing, don't talk to Dick until she gets there. She'll handle this, you know. And basically, she's gonna give Nightwing what he wanted, you know. Like, well, we'll just kind of sweep this under the rug, which kind of shows how some things never change, for as much as they do, you yeah. know. That they're gonna take care of each other in secrecy and make it look like, you know, the outside. And he bungles it at every opportunity. He starts addressing Nightwing and uh and just makes yeah, he it just look goes, bad. nah, screw that. I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, immediately as well, it's like as soon as he hangs up the phone, it's like, okay, I'm going yeah. in. That's fine. Yep, it's just it's yep. happening. Uh so, so, Dick... so I feel like like Kate's kinda introduces this villainous character, but she's really not. Like that's what I like that this this book's really playing with the shades of grey. Whereas I felt like the first two issues, they're going, oh man, look at this, look at this, this is bad, what had happened that made Dick do this? And now, you know, that he's personally affected and we're seeing the greater world around him, it's really come into its own, and I've really enjoyed I, this. I don't this know part. if that's, like, are you saying it justifies you, this justifies what Dick's done in the past here for you? No, 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 because I still, I still don't like that. I still don't like he's, you know, taken out the the heroes and, like, powers like i love this cover because it looks like a propaganda yeah uh poster yeah. they've all kind of been like that though has... actually they've all yeah, had that they style are. yeah but this one especially because of what the bat families represent because none of them have powers and they're all you know yeah i, I thought it was really yeah. interesting you know, on that note like how tim was kind of on board with it by the sound yeah. of it. it was like yeah you kind of did what you had to it, the world is safer now it's yeah. like you know like that kind of they're all justifying themselves the yeah yeah yeah, so and, and uh, it's so easy that... to see how people can get caught up in that, even if they know that it's wrong, but it seems like it's pushing all the right buttons. They're just like they can shut it off and look the other way. So and I thought this addressed that really well. So Dick, um, once he does break out, and after he sees Tim to find out where he needs to go, he actually goes to the Batcave, which is now a museum. People can come in and walk around for forty dollars and get a tour. But of course, yep. there's some secret sub levels which no one knows about, other than you know a few select people. Yep. And Dick goes Four down, people. gets his suit and uh, a bike and some some gadgets and shit. Uh, yep. He didn't get where he was going though, because John Stewart, who is working for the government, uh, stops. Of course, him. being the soldier. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense for him to be doing yeah. this. It, it does make sense, uh, and he's about to punch him again when as a quick because the, the prison that he's going to is in Central City. That's where he's heading, yep. and just before he gets punched again by John Stewart, he goes, "A wish, you know, speedster wish," and we have a Flash, uh, who pulls him out of harm's way, takes him to someone else who's standing there now. It makes most sense that this is Wally. Yeah. Right? Just based on you know, what it would mean to yeah, Dick yeah, and yeah. the age range and, and, and all the rest of it. The first issue talked about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we got we got a mention of him. Yeah. So it makes sense that it's Wally. And there's this woman here who seems to be the uh, some kind of resistance that are now going to help him, which is you know, maybe where you're getting the gifted comparisons did, even more you so. You didn't see who that was. Yeah, I think Pete maybe missed I, it. Maybe I did, Pete's, but I don't, I didn't... Pete's a moron. Yo, that that's Coriander. <laughs> That's that's Starfire. Yeah, I don't she know how he missed that. Oh, I did, I did miss that. Look at her eyes, bro. She's still wearing purple. Yeah. If anything, it's a little more like Kendra. <laughs> oh, you. The, the the gifted that's part of the gifted stuff, but also the idea that Dick was kind of on board with this until it affected his kid, and was like, okay, yep. maybe not. Well, even then, I feel like here. Oh, yeah, I kind of see it. He was 
he was just going along with it because it seemed to make sense at the moment. He wasn't thinking about the long-term aspects. Like, even though he had a kid with this alien princess, somehow his kid was going to turn out 100% human? Like, he was just ignoring everything. You know, it's... There's, what's the old saying? Like, there's there's two kinds of evil, but the worst kind is the, the good man that does nothing while the evil happens. Right? I know I butchered all, all, it. All, all it takes for for evil, evil. To, to win is for good men to do nothing. Yeah. Right. Triumph usually and, is the word that shows, but yeah. Yeah, and so, and here, you know, Dick thinks he did the right thing by taking out all the supers in that one instance, but as it's become more of a fascist state, he's just gone with it. Like, he's kind of just, kind of he's looking the other way, but now that it's affecting himself and he doesn't want his son in stasis, then, you know, it can't happen. And that's why I thought it was really important that Kate was like, hey, look, we, we won't put him in stasis. We'll, you know, we'll we'll do what we can for him and keep it under wraps. Yeah, because yeah. he wants him to join the, the squads. I can't remember the name he yeah. uses, but it's basically what Jon Stewart's doing here, like being right. part of the, the enforcers. Right. But Yeah. And, so it's like... Yeah. Um, well, so, here's, here's yeah. the thing, though. I actually feel like this issue makes Dick a bit hypocritical. Yeah, because it, yeah, does it does kind of it does That's kind of just, like. Well, yeah, but I mean, it makes me like him less because it's like, oh, now it's your son. It's different. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah. I think when you're when you're dealing with the themes that you're dealing with, then that's what makes it. Because I, I want to see still what it exactly happened that made him go. Do, do, you know, do, do you know what problem is with it though? It's the, like, there's not that moment like usually in stories like this where someone's mind is changed because of a personal thing that happens mm-hmm. that makes them change their mind. There's that moment where you see where where they realize and they change. I feel like mm-hmm. things happen so quick with you know when they come, came to get, get his kid, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It just I never felt like they had that moment where Dick... I, I think that's still to come though. I think now yeah. it, it's still very personal for him. He's he's caring about yep. his kid, but I think it's going to come later where he's like, okay, maybe I was wrong as a whole. I, well, I, just I think feel I don't like we've reached that yet. But... I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily mean that though. I don't necessarily mean where he realizes he's been wrong all these years. I don't mean that. I mean, it just feels like he's not actually had that change yet. He's just like it really right. does just feel like without even thinking about it. Oh yeah, it's my kid now, so of course I'm going to do this. You know, it doesn't yeah. feel like he had like an emotional moment where it, it like no, it I, hit I him. I think that's that's kind of the point. It's human nature. It's like no, it yeah. is his kid, so he's just got. He's he's just jumped into it. It's. He's, he's just snapped into action. He hasn't thought about well, it. Well, yeah, but that, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It makes him really hypocritical. It makes him kind of unlikable almost because he is just kind of going yeah. back on his word at a moment's drop without even thinking about it. Yeah, well, and that's why I feel like Corey and Wally now are there, and I feel like he's not going to budge. He's going to be like, yeah, I had to. I couldn't have you guys. Look at you guys now running around like you're some force, you know, and then we'll see. Like, no, he's only doing this for his kid who I can't remember his name. Right now, Jake. Uh, Jake, you know, and that's the reason that he's doing this all. So, and it's not about, you know, yeah, he still thinks, yeah, power should be shut down, but not my kids. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. So I'm really liking it, especially because it's like, it's kind of heavy handed, but not really. Like, I feel like it could easily have gone to secret empire. Like, Hey, look how bad Nightwing is. And I was worried that's what it was going to do. Like how bad did it get that he sold out? It, but it really hasn't, because he's still he's like you said that that scene with Brady he becomes he goes from Dick Grayson, you know, leader of the uh, Crusaders to Nightwing, 
Yeah. Also, this made it a bit clearer to me that, you know, him getting rid of the powers wasn't just killing them all instantly. It was just getting mm-hmm. rid of the powers to begin with. And you know, Yeah. And we saw how he treated Dr. Light. You know, he was mm-hmm. like, man, you got to take your, your medicine. Yeah. You know, and I still don't think it's right, but he's not like this mustache twirling dude, you know, that was just like, yeah, I'm going to take over the world by taking out all the powers. And Yeah, no, it, it's it's layered and realistic, which is what makes yeah. it scary. Yep, exactly. Hmm. I never noticed her hair was pink at the end before. <laughs> Ow! I just never noticed. This is my favorite moment on the show, page? though, that Pete's not... That clearly, this is somebody we should know, and he was just like, oh, it's some lady leading a resistance. Like, <laughs> I love it. I never... I'll be honest, I, I forgot... Like, and all, all cards on the table, I'd forgotten this came out this week. I told Matt this before we recorded. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to rush and get it read before we start. I rushed this right before we started the show. So, like, I may have I may have just got to the end page and quickly, you know, oh, I'm done, right, fine, time you to go. definitely didn't actually look at this page. No, look, I remember looking at the flash and thinking, oh, I bet that's no, Wally. You, you glanced, you didn't look. Yeah. Um, I was in a rush, okay, what do you want from me? Uh, More than that. Yeah, she's she's in purple, has the same color hair, and the, and the, the green, green eyes. eyes. Look, like, look, not... she's not showing skin. I'm used to her having like less clothing than not. Okay, that's, that's no, the Lobdell defense. And how dare you? Sir. <laughs> the, the, the purple, the Under Armour stuff is orange as well. <sighs> All right, fine. What do you want from me? What you? And clearly, about? she's not brought up. You know, in the flashback about Kate. You know, at the at their wedding. You know, yeah, that wasn't a seed at all. No. All right, give me, give me peace. All right, we can move on now. Um, uh, but, but basically, yeah, I, I think that's just fine. Um, I am still kind of enjoying what it's doing for the most part. Um, I just, uh, it's funny because Matt was like, "Oh, this is the issue where it's it's become what it is for me." Uh, whereas I was like, "That's probably the one I enjoyed the least out of the three. But I mean, oh man, I'm no. I'm, I'm really digging this book. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's more about the subtext and what I'm putting into it, probably anything, and it yeah. could all fall apart in the he, next he, issue. But he might have enjoyed it more if he'd realised at the end that this <laughs> is actually a Teen Titan story now. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's because like so far they've still not justified why he did what he did, and I right. think that that's still lingering for me. So the more it goes on, and the more it doesn't give me that, like I it just the disconnect keeps kind of being there but hopefully it'll hit like maybe when they actually finish the story i'll i'll feel more yeah. at peace with it mm. uh but hey uh so that'll take us on uh at least slightly uh to the dc house of horror number one which is the sort of halloween one shot they put out this week which i was going to read until matt said the following to me he said i read the first two stories and then put it down i'm never looking at it again and i went well <laughs> that's not motivating me to go and read it <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, when they did the Christmas special last year, they were all stories that might not have been in continuity, but that's fine. But they all had, like, characters acting like themselves. You know, it was a Batman story, and it was a Superman story, a Green Lantern story. The first two I read were Superman and Wonder Woman. And I'll say this, inspired. Because the first story is uh, little baby Kal-El coming to Earth, but he's some kind of alien creature who instantly kills Jonathan Kent, um, leaving Martha 
at at home. Well, okay, just, so, sorry, just, just, just so it's Elseworlds. Uh, let's, yeah. let's just pause right here. If there's one thing you want to do right at the very start of your story to piss off Matt Scalthorpe, yeah. it's have Superman be evil as a baby and kill Jonathan Kent. But it's yeah. not even like... I felt like they were trying to do the trilogy of Terror Zuni doll, kind of, to it. But it was just so ham-fisted and not scary or creepy. It was just like, well, if you're going to do this, make it good. You know, don't just throw this together. Uh, especially Keith Giffen, who plotted all of these. Like, that dude can do a lot of things. And just, it, it centers on Martha, and she's trying to get a hold of Jonathan, who's dead, because he wanted to go check what landed in the field. And then this alien, you know, follows her and chases her around the farmhouse until she's trying to make an escape and he burns her up with the heat vision and then flies off to go terrorize other things and that's the end of the story. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that was rough. But I kind of wish I'd read this now. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. You, okay, if you guys want to spend the money on it like I did, then go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that, that's why I'll probably stop me because I, I don't want to spend the money on it. Well, here's the yeah. thing. Like, the second story is the one that's drawn by Evely and as we all yeah. know... Matt's favorite story, our favorite issue of Wonder Woman was issue eight, which was the one that was drawn by Evely. Yeah. And and the story here, I think, is good, but maybe in like a horror anthology that's not DC-based because it's it's mostly silent, which, you know, is the strength of the artist here. It's about these girls that, that try to summon an Amazonian ghost, you know, because they're all about girl power. And one of them gets possessed by it and then goes on a killing spree. And then at the end, you actually see that she has been possessed by the spirit. And that's it. That's how it ends. Her looking into the mirror. And again, it's not creepy or scary. It is interesting. It would have been cool in like a horror anthology to build around. I I bought it already because I was going to buy it. You know, I wanted to read it. And then I just didn't read it yet because of this. I'm flicking through this story now. The ending yeah. is the it's it's the end of Twin Peaks season two. That's the moment yeah. that it plays like identically. There you go. Well, spoilers there for people who've not seen Twin Peaks. No, no, no. I'm not putting anything specific. I just say you know the moment is that there. I'm not saying who it was in Twin Peaks or anything like that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Still spoiler. Wave. It's not. But yeah, but like Magister I could have seen this. If, you know, like like good horror sometimes is a morality tale, kinda. You know, kind of like. DC or DC <laughs> sci-fi uh, works that same way. But, but here it's just like, she's just killing everybody to kill. Like, it's not just like she's preying on men, you know, uh, that are doing wrong. She kills all of her friends at the Ouija board thing. And she kills a cop and takes his, you know, uniform. And it's just, I'm just like, eh, I, I'm not going to waste my time. So I didn't get past that. I mean, it looked great. You know, but I just wasn't digging. I got to the art in the third story, and I was like, "Nah, I'm okay." Well, I'm just going through. I quite like the art in the third story. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not down with it. It's a little too sketchy for my liking. It looks early, early Lemire. I guess. Well, on that that shocking uh, little exchange. Um, speaking of horror, speaking of books that no one wants to read. Um, that'll take us on to Connor's uh, Red Hood uh, can, can we 
instead of this, can we just go back to shitting on Pete for not getting the ending of Nightwing New Order? No, nope, yeah. this is where I get That's revenge really because you have to talk about Red to the Outlaws issue 11 now. Because... By the way, this is a spoiler. That's now my, now my favorite panel just because Pete didn't realize it was Starfire. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I mean, if, if it is a Teen Titans story, you know, we've got all the important ones anyway. We don't need anyone else. There's no one missing. That's all right. This is just par for the course, Pete. That's normal for me, but you're not getting Starfire. That's going to live on. All right, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what, next time I read Teen Titans, I'll just be confused every time she's on page. Uh, just just, just, just to drive it home for you, Matt. All right? There you go. Be, there you who's, go. who's this orange chick? What's going on? Uh, that's fine. So tell us about Red Hood there, Connor, because you dug yourself into this all yourself. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the, the first third of this issue is maybe the worst this book has ever been <laughs> that's that's hefty praise yeah. i mean it, i mean it gets better because it's better than that so credit where it's due i guess <laughs> no the, the the first like you know eight pages or so are just dialogue so much awful dialogue and it's basically one side of this civil war, you know, the, the general was blaming the the woman that was dead that came back to life because of the bow with uh, Artemis's friend. And then her, she's blaming the general and they basically go, well, we'll have to fight then. Matt, that, lo- that takes eight pages. Matt, I, lo- I love that he expects us to remember what happened in the last issue. I don't, so that any, I don't, of the, I don't. that any of this has context whatsoever. I'm like, yeah, civil war, yeah, there's a general, someone came back to life, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't remember when I have to start. When I start reading it, I'm like, wait, what happened? What's going on? <laughs> Every time. But, um, yeah, then shock horror. She did have the bow, after all. She wasn't lying, she was lying, and then she shoots the general, and... That's cool, I guess. Artemis summons her magic axe, which is apparently called Mistress, which says a lot that it's, uh, we're 11 in- issues into this. Plus the rebirth. Did this have a rebirth issue? Yeah, it did. Right. So 11 plus the rebirth, and I'm only just learning the name of her, her, her axe that is the magic axe that she can just summon. And this actually really confused The big gigantic me. axe. The big gigantic axe, because... I thought I remembered from before, like, the axe kind of came to her Thor style. But here it seems to just appear in her hand. Like, I, I don't know if this is just a, a clunky bit of the art or something. Like, she's standing there. She hasn't got anything. And then she puts her hand out, and she has the axe in her hand. Like, it's just there. It doesn't mm-hmm. come from anywhere. Just, I, I don't know. Either, either you misread it before when you saw what was going on in the art, or this time it is just like a mistake in the art and it's, it looks kind of weird or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like but. I say, I'm not going to entirely blame this on the art because that might have been on me. But <laughs> it just it threw me when I was reading it. Hey, sometimes think... sometimes we don't realise when the militant chick at the end of an issue is actually Starfire. So you know what? It's okay, Connor. I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> no, that's still not. <laughs> no, no. That's way worse than me going, oh, hey, seven, you know, six, seven months ago. was. Did that fly towards her or did it appear? There's, there's a difference. Sharp and talk about Red Hood. Fine. Bizarro appears. He smashes through the mountain and smashes it on top of her. Um, do. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, it looks. It look, this is where the, This is maybe some of the best part of the issues because. The dialogue goes away for quite a bit, and you just have some nice action, which 
yeah, that's all down to the artist anyway, so it's fine. And as I always say, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's uh, Dexter the... Soy on art, just for the record. I never told you that at the start of this. You... No. God, this is, this is a shambles of a section. Well, it's a shambles of a book, too. Yeah, it's just a book, yeah. Wait, yeah. I just want to know, how many people are out there reading this when Superwoman's getting cancelled but Red Hood's still... Too many. Hey, some people legitimately like Red Hood. I, I see people on Twitter and stuff talking about how much they like Red Hood right I, now. I, I'm in a Facebook group where one person says this is the best book DC puts out. I'm never allowed in there, am I? No, that, that, yeah, no, you're not. Yep. No, no. Thought so. Very much not. Um, <laughs> Thought so. Oh, but yeah, God. anyway, so she shoots the magic bow at Artemis and she blocks it with her axe because of this is this is where I got really confused. Now I'm convinced this isn't something I, I've I've missed. So the axe defends her because it's something to do with it being the metal. Uh, um, you know, uh, she has a metal guardian. And I'm like, is this supposed to be a reference to you know metal that's going on? Like, or is this just no. something I've missed? Too far back. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm like, I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't think it is. I just think Artemis is such a problematic character, judging from what I've listened to. Because it, it's... She's meant to be Wonder Woman, but she's not, like... At least Jason has a relationship that we know of with Bruce. Yeah, yeah. And even Bizarro with Superman. But I feel like Artemis, this version at least well, of her, doesn't that, that is, have uh, any Bizarro, part of Bizarro is defined by his lack of relationship, proper relationship with yeah. the Superman character. So that works. Right, but I just feel like Artemis, at least this version, isn't the one that we've we're accustomed to. You know, yeah. it's like her her second in command and whatnot. So, no, and then so Jason pulls out some magic swords that he got he got from, and I quote, a gift from the Assassins Guild that helped me after I came back from the dead. I was like, was that supposed to be the League of Assassins? I don't remember. Like, or was there something else called the Assassins Guild? It sounds like a thing. <laughs> I don't recall. But anyway, these magic swords that they only work against magic things and they have to draw power from your soul. And uh, seems weird. But he, he takes yeah, a few right. he takes a few stabs and then he's like, Well no, I'm too weak. Um Bizarro comes in, does some smashing, looks pretty good. Armis picks up the bow and it's like, Oh, I can use this, even though the whole thing was only one person supposed to be able to use it, and it was supposed to be the you know this other chick that, that they're fighting. And she's like, "Well, I guess I can use it now. It's it's cool." So then I'm gonna go a, a, an actual good page, like Whoa. good, not just for this book. Good. Brace yourself, Matt. Brace yourself. So I'm the, the one. So she shot the, the the other woman with the with the uh, with the the arrows, and she's kind of got the the power of Ra is kind of exploding from inside her and she's gonna you know she's gonna just explode basically and then we get a page which has absolutely no dialogue whatsoever not a single caption box <laughs> silent it's beautiful what's but, on no, the page but you recognize that there was no captions on there right like <laughs> you got that yeah. automatically okay yeah, yeah no it's actually to be fair it's actually a good page it's it's bizarro kind of going down and, and you know picking up the body and flying her up into space and you know so she can explode and there is a gorgeous panel of him in a silhouette against the sun so obviously he just looks like superman 
Maybe. carrying this. It, it looks really good, to be fair. I had a soft spot for Bizarro. That's why I can't read this book, because I don't want to know what... You don't want to accidentally like things. <laughs> well, not just that. I just... I... I... Lobdell's kind of the perfect person to write a backward Superman, right? Like... Yeah, somehow. <laughs> but no, this this page is actually... That, that single page with no words where... It's just the art. I mean, it has Artemis there crying because she's killed, you know, like this person again who was like her best friend or whatever. But I can ignore that panel. The, the, the rest <laughs> of the panels with Bizarro. That's an emotional scene. That's an emotional moment for Artemis, which is maybe like the big emotional crux of the issue. I'm going to ignore that picture. Uh, that panel is yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to I mean, look at something that, else. That's fine. I get it, but I don't care about Artemis. And, like, you know, I don't care about that. But the actual imagery of Bizarro lifting her up and going up into space and, you know, this explosion is really well done. So credit where it's due, which is presumably none whatsoever to Lobdell. Hey, Lobdell wrote a pretty decent movie, so yes. you know, <laughs> which always surprises me. His stock has been up in my number. Happy Death Day, fun, fun Groundhog Day horror movie that's out in out in the theaters just now. I, I recommend it if you if you like that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, they just have the little wrap up, you know, the the the, the traditional you know heart to heart after the mission between them. Oh. But then. Uh, Bizarro comes back down and something's wrong and then you know it turns out well apparently he's dead he's definitely not it's this this other kid that's run under one of the refugees has got you know he's run up to him and he's gone you know help his heart's not beating he's dead I'm going, I'm going is his heart supposed to be beating because you know is Bizarro uh, I, I don't, don't actually know, know. I have no like, idea if they tell me oh his heart's not supposed to beat then I, I kind of buy it but either way, he's lying there spread out and, you know, supposedly dead. That's the end of the issue. Is that the end of the arc or is this... Uh, it is the end of the yeah, arc, okay. thank God. The next arc's actually a Bizarro arc. Oh, well... The... So, might might be easier to get through. Counting your, count your lucky tunes. Uh... That said, if it's just because Bizarro's dead and it's about Bizarro, about then... And I don't actually have Bizarro well, if he was, there. If he was flying through the sun... I... <sighs> I think it has a negative effect on him. See, he didn't get up to the sun. That's the thing. He just took a I you know, know. orbit. Huh. I don't yeah. know. Because, you know, like, that's the, the plot of All-Star Superman. Is yeah, he got yeah, too, yeah. Cl- too close and overloaded. So I wonder if that arc, if, if maybe he took in too much yellow radiation in it, you know. Yeah, yeah no, it could be. And for yeah. him, being bizarre naturally the opposite of what yeah. solar power usually does to him. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out though, because Connor's going to be reading that, and he can tell us what, <laughs> what it's going to be. I, I, I'm, I'm honestly happy that there was a single page that I liked. It's the first page in this entire series that I've gone. That was a good page. That's cool. There you Still, go. I'm never going to see it, but that's cool. D- yeah. David, your Patreon money was well spent this month, and apparently, because oh. Connor actually liked the page. <laughs> hey. I mean, but if he's doing it just to torture Connor, then it kind of backfired because he found something he no, liked. No, no, re- the, the first third of this was worse than any of the rest of the Oh, of the it was balance. He got one good page because the first third of it was, like, painful to get through. Yeah, okay. Oh, it was atrocious. Okay, okay, I, I can see how it's going. Well, I guess that'll take us on to all of our end of end of episode stuff, our, you know, picks of the week, uh, best panel, page, cover... Or I didn't do. I said page. There. We never do page. I don't know why I said page. Because uh, <laughs> I was talking about the best page. Yeah, that's yep. probably what it is. Uh, and obviously, our top five books of the week. That is what we do here at the end of the episode. So uh, we always start with best panel slash moment of the week. 
Uh, I'm putting because sometimes we'll pick a few panels yeah, that go together. Yeah, so I'm just sort of naming it more accurately as to what we actually pick. Uh, so I guess I'll pick on Connor first. What was your panel of the week? Uh, it's the the final panel of um, Batman the Merciless. I thought I was going to say Detective Comics here, so you could be smug. I was really like, ah, it's the, yeah. it's the last I, page. I, I, I really thought about it, even when I was saying that. I was like, which one do I go with? But uh, no, I've got I've got to be honest. As, as much as I do love that final, uh, you know, final, so I get to be smug as shit. <laughs> that that was a better moment. It was a better image. Okay, okay, Matt. Mine's from Nightwing: The New Order. Oh, yeah, and it's. Uh... That one that no, it's it's the Batcave full of people just because that shouldn't happen, and that's how you know you're in a dark reality mm. that stuff's gone bad. Is there's lines of people working their way, and then just the the way the art progresses with him hopping the railing and doing the Nightwing thing down. It yeah. was yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, my my favorite panel is the final page of Nightwing: The New Order, uh, because. I pulled the biggest ruse ever, and everyone got a good laugh out of it. I, uh, yes. You're a liar. <laughs> no, I, I bet I can guess Keith's actual panel of the week. Yeah. Go on, guess. I, I bet I can guess. Go on, guess. Yeah, it's from Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, it's the kiss. You think I'm going to be so obvious, don't you? Yeah. Or it has no, I'm not. Yeah, no, it's that one for sure. No, I'm not. I'm not going to pick that, because everyone's expecting me to pick the... He was going to until I said this. No, no. I, I thought about it earlier, and I thought, no, I'm not doing that. Quickly go, no, quick, get back up. But that, that's, too, the time. that's too obvious, is what that is. I, I actually, honestly, I think I'm going to go with Teen Titans uh, with Emmy uh, tickling Goliath. I actually, that that brought yeah. a, a great smile to my face because you know the, I expect the kiss between them. We've set up that flashback story in Batgirl to have those kind of moments. This was a kind of unexpected thing. I was not expecting Emmy and Goliath to have such a cute little uh, thing going. So, no, that is my pick of the week. Uh, so, have it. Uh, so, best cover of the week. Uh, Matt, you can go first. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Horrific. Whoa. Brother, I'm, I'm Sonic uh, Disruptor there, huh? I'm going to have to like, edit the volume on that I for mean, the, the listeners. I, I think that one might have been the Murder Machine, frankly. Jeez, uh, Brother I and Murder Machine and Ultron are all skull effing each other, and that's what came out of it. <laughs> I just remember hearing somebody describe dubstep as two robots, robots, two robots having vigorous sex. Uh, so that's a, uh, it's a tough pick because there's so many good covers this week. But I think I'm gonna have to go with Batman the Merciless just because he's got the really cool lightning strike and he just looks that's a good cover. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, I. I think I'm going to... I'm actually going to go with Nightwing in New Order on this one, actually. I do like yeah, the, the, the poster vibe. you got Tim in his Red Robin outfit, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, his actual Red Robin outfit, not the uh, New 52 or his current thing, which is just the Robin outfit with the, the two R's. Uh, so I, I dig that. Um, and it, like you say, it feels like a, a, a propaganda poster. which yep. I, that's good. It's, it's the one that jumps out as me as having a, most, a more distinct look compared yep. to the rest, which all just look like sort of typical comic book covers. Uh, so that's that... Bad. That's my pick. And the yeah. men and women are meant to walk, not fly. I think that's such a propaganda, yeah. especially in this world where powers are outlawed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, no I, I've picked uh, some Nightwing New Order covers in the past based on that same reasoning. Uh, so I'm going to shake it up a little bit this one. I'm going to go with Batgirl. 
I just love the way that you know the the red and oranges against the the blue and yeah. purples. It's so nice. Can't 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 argue with you too much. So uh, best art of the week then. Uh, next up to I suppose I'll go first for that. Um, I think because you don't really need to ask me, Matt. Oh yeah, because you okay. So so Matt, you're picking Manipal for for Merciless. Yeah, Connor, you're picking yeah, Manipal yeah, for yeah. Merciless. Okay, right. So we've got your mm-hmm. two picks. Uh, my my pick. Uh, I, I think we go Wonder Woman. Actually, I think Wonder Look Pacino yeah. on Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman was in that for me, and Teen Titans quite. Yeah, Teen, Teen oh, Titans was the other pick. I was I was yeah. I was wrestling over Wonder Woman and Teen Titans, but I think I'm gonna go with Wonder Woman uh, yeah. overall. So. No. Uh, Alright, so that'll take us on to top five books of the week. Connor, your background to being first. So Okay. So first up is Detective. It it, it was a great issue. Yep. Uh second I'll give it to uh Bat Girl. <laughs> third, bat, third Batman Batman the Merciless. Uh, four be Nightwing New Order. Five, I don't know. I'm not, not super big on, on any of the rest I've read. I'll, I'll, I'll go with action, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's enthusiastic. Right? I'll, go, I'll go with action, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it was action, Flash, or Wonder Woman, and. Well, so I, I uh, guess it'd be fair to say this was a so-so week for Connor then, in terms of the DC books. Well, no, no, no. My my top four, I really like those top four. Yeah, but I feel like if it's you just, can't fill out the top five, and it's it's a so-so week overall. It's not just not that many books to begin with, though, is the. I guess says the one who could play I mean, too many books. Uh, no, no, no. But that's what I mean. Out of the you know the six that I had. Yeah. Yeah, out of the six that I had, I really like four of them. So overall, I'd say, no, it was a good week. It just that there wasn't a fifth one that I liked as much. All right, Matt, what's your top five of the week? So my number one is Detective Comics as well. Uh, Number two is Batman the Merciless. Number three is Teen Titans. Number four is Nightwing the New Order. And number five is Action Comics. Okay. Uh, My top five, my number one is Batgirl. Uh, You couldn't let me have it. No shame. No, Batgirl, I'm taking. Uh, my number two is Detective Comics. Uh, my number three is Teen Titans. And my number four is The Flash. And number five... Batman the Merciless at number five. So, that's my top five. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, you picked the last issue of Batgirl, as your pick, I, I recall. And the only reason why I remember that is because you missed that episode and you sent me sent sent it to me, but you sent it to me too late, so it never got on the show. Oh no, that's fine. I don't have a problem with Batgirl being picked. My number two. I just you you did that just so Detective Comics wouldn't win, so I couldn't be super smug. I picked Detective Comics all the time. Yeah, well, you didn't do it this one. Oh, it's the brother I issue. Exactly, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, I, I just liked it because it was a good issue. I'm not even well, trying maybe, to be smart. Maybe if you hadn't made fun of me so much for the uh, New Order snafu, maybe no, I'd have a bit you kinder. You deserve to have You deserve it still. Well, just there'll be consequences for your insubordination. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of consequences... Yeah, starting to sound like Nightwing the New here's, Order. Here's a couple Close. of consequences there on the screen. Some Pete loves Dick, hates Starfire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that needs Pete's button on screen as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, 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 you two are the ones causing trouble, so you two get the buttons. That's fine. Hey, what am I saying? I, oh. I, 
Alpha I, 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 just, yeah, fine. I, say, I distinctly remember when this di- uh, when this button was introduced. The rule was when we say it goes on, it goes on. And now he's he's kind of going, oh, maybe not. Oh, I'm cool. I like my button. I don't even care. <laughs> Uh, oh, not, not to up. self. Change Matt's to the old one, just so he's upset about it. <laughs> All right, buttons away. Uh, so uh, that 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 leads me to tell you what's coming next week uh, and what books you should be looking forward to. So we have another one shot. We have Batman the Devastator number one coming next week. We have the next part of the Bats Out of Hell crossover, which is Justice League thirty two. Uh, we have Batman 34, Superman 34, Green Lanterns 34, Green Arrow 34, Nightwing 32, Deathstroke number 25. And then on top of that, we have uh, the second issue of the miniseries Batman White Knight. Uh, so that should be interesting. And then we also have a couple of minis that are starting next week that we may or may not try to see if they're any good. That is Dead Man number one and Black Lightning Cold Dead Hands number one. Uh, so those are there as well so there you go uh, also out next week uh, but we're not covering our Cyborg 18 Harley Quinn 31 and Bane Conquest number 7 it's also worth mentioning the first part of the two part graphic novel series Batman Dark Prince Charming is also out so uh, also I just checked it's not what's his name on Justice League it's mm-hmm. uh, Venditti and Williamson yep yeah. so the crossover yeah no just, just, uh, I mean, even though, even though it was Justice League, and I was like, I know it's part of the crossover. I was just a little bit. Oh, it's not cautious. Hitch. Yeah, you don't have to worry yeah, about yeah. being Hitch. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. And it's got sharp on art, which I didn't realize. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that now. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's doing the. Uh, is he doing the Hawkman one shot later on as well? I think so. Yeah. I, I saw him tweeting out some Hawkman related imagery, mm-hmm. so I, I think uh, that makes sense. I'm curious to what he's going to end up on after this crossover's done, or after this event's done. Like, what's he going to end up on a regular basis? I'm curious. Yeah, he's got to be somewhere. And uh, baby. I'm, I'm, Dark side. <laughs> I'd be down for it. I'm, I'm, I'm missing his art though. I'm missing his art. Yeah, he's, he's really good. So uh, hopefully he's uh, he's uh, working away at something that he's got. Maybe maybe he's got a writer in line to for a book that they can't talk about yet. Could or something. Be. Or maybe just going to join another spins book. out of you know. Could be something that spins out of you know upcoming events. Yeah. Doomsday, or or maybe he's just uh, in line to replace an artist on another book as the regular. I don't know. Could be. Uh, you know, maybe whoever's going to like, because Robinson's on for more than one arc, but he's not the permanent writer. I don't think so. I'm wondering. I know because if... I think they're broken up. I think he's there's like an alternating arc thing, right? Because he's not doing the follow up arc. Yeah, say that again without the yawning. <laughs> um... Sorry, he's he's not doing the arc after this Jason arc, but I think he's back. For one after that, so oh, it's like okay. an alternating thing. Um, so don't quote me on that. Though. Which basically says to me that they've still not found a proper like writer to like stick yeah. on it as this is the next writer on it who's doing yeah. do a run. They, they want someone big because it's Wonder Woman and they you know yeah. they're following Rocker. They want to make a show of it, so they're waiting for someone to free up. I, Joe, I, I'm just imagining right now, Dedio's outside Mark Wade's house with a with the boombox. Uh, he's playing <laughs> play, playing music. He's like, I'm so sorry, Mark. Please come back to DC. Oh, hey, he's doing he's doing Cap, so that'd be pretty cool if he could pull Cap and Wonder Woman off. Uh, you know? uh, but no, so that's that's the stuff that's coming next week. So uh, it's still the lighter week, but there's a couple of miniseries to try. Uh, I, I'm probably going to try out the issue ones just to see if they're they're worth sticking with. Uh, of course, we're looking forward to White Knight number two, though. I'm really excited about that that book after that first issue. Uh, so yeah. Uh, that's what's coming next week. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up here. So, of course, as always, let us know what you thought of the books in the comments below. 
uh, from this week. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, you know, support and all the rest of it. If you really want to support us, of course, you can have it at patreon.com slash metalfuzztv. Uh, you get some bonuses, including the monthly bonus episode, which covers a trade or a collection or something like that. Uh, this month is Batman The Long Halloween, which we have pushed off until it hits on right at the end of the month. So it's not up yet, but it's coming. It's it's coming on Halloween. It's coming on Halloween, yeah. We're, we're recording it in two days, and then it's going up on Halloween. That is the plan. I've, I've read half of it so far uh, on the build-up to this. We're actually currently reading it right now. So uh, that's coming. Um, and some other stuff. Of course, there will be a vote for something to do in week five next month. We're just deciding what the options are. Uh, but that's coming as well. So that's stuff for patrons. Uh, but you know, you just you can also just give us a dollar as well on the lower tier if you just want to support a little bit, and that's fine. <laughs> we well, just give us a dollar. Well, no, I'm just because I, I don't, like never feel bad. If, like if you want to support us, you feel oh it feels yeah. cheap to just give you. A, no, it's fine. Every dollar counts. Yo, so this, every dollar's fantastic. All the podcasts I listen to are jumping to Patreon. So you know, that's it for extra content. So I like to think we're ahead of that curve, like way ahead. <laughs> I don't think we're that ahead of the curve, I mean, but yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like a, a lot of the ones that I listen to a lot are are jumping up, you know. But they're they're more on the five dollar for extra range. So like a dollar, that's, that's not much. Well, to be fair, about all of our extras for the comic stuff is in the five dollar tier. I know. I'm. <laughs> Pete, you just can't let things go. I'm just saying, dollar spine. I can't let things go, and I'll never hear the end of this stupid last page of New Order. Yeah, I forgot about it until you did. Guys, don't forget, he didn't realize that was Starfire. <laughs> Starfire who? That's his new button. <laughs> no, 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 because I, I understand who Starfire is. This is not the same thing. I just didn't recognize her with the short hair and the, 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 the military <laughs> That's suit. All so That's all it takes. He lives in the DC universe. He's the person that doesn't realize that Clark Kent and Superman are the same. Like... He puts on the glasses, sees you know, it's it a completely is. different That's person. A little, a, what, a little haircut, and he's like, who the hell's this? Look, yeah. the colouring did not indicate her orangeness enough. She looked close and yeah. toned to Wally, alright? Oh, so you only see her skin colour, huh? She's orange! She's freaking orange! Uh, she's Tamaranian, she's not orange, thanks. And what colour are Tamaranians? They're orange! Hey, man, you're just uh, being I think, I think we should refer to here. it as Tangerine. Just because, yeah. you know, it's closer. I love my favorite part of the podcast. It's like, I didn't recognize her with all the clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that statement. Well, He's been conditioned. Yes, uh, Lobdell's ruined his brain. Oh, it's like he's ruined Connor's. Connor, just don't get a haircut because he might not recognize you. <laughs> no, nah, I'll recognize that evil anywhere. Don't you worry. Oh. Okay. Well, I gotta go, guys. So let's wrap this up. Yeah, I want, I've got some pizza to go have. I'm I need a, I need a, I, wanna, I wanna go watch Stranger Things and then make yeah, that's some Mario. Smart. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, So here, yeah, this has been Comics from the Multiverse, episode 75. I want to say this one is. Well, we had a milestone issue when Pete forgot who Starfire was. <laughs> that's why it's a milestone I didn't forget who Starfire was I didn't recognise that that person was Starfire there's a difference there's a goddamn difference I'm not difference. sure which is worse forgetting who Starfire is or not recognising remember remember the Friends episodes were all named after that one this is that one Pete uh, didn't recognise Starfire Just, just like a month ago, Matt, Matt, like didn't realize we we're in Earth negative fifty-two, and he had been on a whole tirade about how it didn't fit into. It was a little continuity. bit different, Pete. Yeah, thank you. That looked like and if you've noticed since then, they've moved it up a little bit in each one. So, 
DC fans, you're welcome. You know what? <laughs> First of all, shut up. Secondly, I'm po- I am positive you've had a, a, a fluff at some point over the course of these oh, 75 sure. episodes. I don't, I, I don't run from but, them and try to rationalize them. I just own it and go, I need okay, to go back and find them. I need to go back and find everything you've ever done that sounded stupid and bring it all back up. <laughs> well, that's Be prepared not... to put a lot of work in. Yeah, it's too there's much work. I, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. It's too much. I like to think I'm the Charlie uh, Day of this podcast, and there's just too many idiot moments to to string together. But without the charm. Yeah, that too. <laughs> let's just get out of here, guys. Let's let's, let's take this home. All right, that's that's has been Couch of the Multiverse. Uh, I did all the plugging things already. So always remember. If Starfire gets a haircut, Pete doesn't recognize her. Always remember what Starfire looks like. And always remember as well to never get lost in the Speed Force. Connor Kent. He's real.